Hey, uh, hi, can you help me? What's your name? My name's Roosevelt Lee Roosevelt. Roosevelt, what town are you stationed in? I'm stationed in Poontang. Well, thank you, Roosevelt. What's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot and things is my shorts. I can cook things in it. Little crotch pot cooking. Well, can you tell me what it feels like? Fool, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. It's that hot. You know what I'm talking about. What do you think it's going to be like tonight? It's going to be hot and wet. That's nice if you're with a lady, but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle. Thank you, Roosevelt. Here's a song coming your way right now. Nowhere to Run To by Martha and the Vandellas. Yes! Hey, you know what I mean. You want to interrupt me, you can interrupt yeah. me. <laughs> oh, it's on now. Do it! Just hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Films. I didn't interrupt him either this time. No. <laughs> you, get, so you deal H- with every the deal. once while every once in a while HR will send down a. a, a Did memo? you know those two? Yeah, and yeah. it's like was that know, the inappropriate touching one? Paul, no, oh, oh, no, 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 no. It was one. the one about team. <laughs> the, team. It was like Paul. No, Paul doesn't talk to us anymore. He just uses <laughs> his, his his assistants because he's the star of the show. So he says, "Mr. Dupree would like it if yeah. you." Like do you remember when, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Steve Harvey did that? He was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude. On like Family Feud, he put out a memo that said, do not talk to me while yeah. I'm on my way from my uh, from the thing. And I can kind of understand Absolutely, it because after dude. a while, there's only so many autographs you could Kind of, have, but come on. Well, no, but it was shake. to the staff. Still, it's yeah. part of the job. Well, the staff was kind of setting them up to the point it was letting people in. So once yeah. he opened the his door, is, they though, were still I would there. guess I'd have to hear the circumstances. I, I understand wanting to have your privacy, but he handled that it well, also comes with the territory. Yeah. It's also the reason why I don't completely hate Tom Cruise because they talk. Yeah, he shakes everybody's hand, yep. mm-hmm. tells yeah. everybody how Super good of a nice. job they're doing. Right, like the lighting guy, he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't have to do that. that yeah. guy, Same but. with uh, Kevin Smith. If, if you see him out there, he will drop everything to come over to you. He will. Uh, he will. Uh, ask to take a selfie with you if you oh, say nice. hi to him, yeah. and then he'll he'll grab your phone and use it for you. So you just he, give he, so you get a really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, when they say hey, I'm a huge fan, he'll be okay. like hey, yeah, you want to take a picture together? The thing with Steve Harvey is though is he's got Family Feud, he's got the Steve oh, yeah, Harvey yeah, yeah. show, he's, he's got Little Big Shots. Then he had that uh, elderly, you know, Big Shots, yeah. and he's got like two or three oh, other shows dude, on he's TV. I mean, I would think... Oprah had to do the same thing back in the day. Yeah. It uh, came know, off... Everyone comes off looking like a bitch or an asshole doing it, but it's one of those things. You, you don't really do get it until you're in that situation, yeah, and yeah. I could see it being kind of a pain in the you ass. can't eventually. even breathe, man. Yeah. The, the, it's fine. I don't like the people... Um, and starting right on my... My first one on this pod <laughs> is one of those people. Like, um, like Mariah Carey. Like, and it, oh, that just is a dick to the public? Don't look her in the eye... Oh, no, no, Don't, no, no, no. That's I, stupid. I heard she literally, now this is all rumor, but I heard she literally has men in her house to carry her like on a, you know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, the queen from the throne. Oh, yeah, like a. Yeah, like to move like a her. platform? Yeah, to uh, move her from room to room. Now, I don't know if that's, that's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, a, that's I not true. I hate to be She hasn't rumors. had any big hits lately. Yeah. I know she's got some money, but it's that's. That's a Mariah, you walk your ass yeah, up know, those right? steps, yeah. <laughs> You need to walk You're your kind of thick, girl. Just take a few extra steps, like. But glitter's been a long time ago. <laughs> she likes all like her dressing room has to have like she has to have like white bunnies or something. It's yeah, like, what I the fuck. Mean, what I do didn't you do with the bunnies when you're with, done? Without pink eyes. <laughs> what do you do with them when you're done? Some yeah. people have some massive trailers though. I mean, that's always part of that thing. And I get it. If you're on a oh, part you ever of a see huge Will Smith's production? one that he takes with Maybe. him. Maybe. 
Maybe that's like, the one I it's did. It's like see. a six million dollar. Like it folds out on both sides. Yeah. Oh and it yeah, has two double levels. Pop outs. Pops up. Oh and out. wow. Yeah. And he's got like a recording studio in there. Oh my god. It's like literally. He. It's just another home. He just can. Yeah. Sit in. Almost, he's getting jiggy with it. Makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> makes you happy when you're just not even shooting because you could go back and. Uh, yeah. Oh, what's that great I'm, line from Seinfeld when they're buying the wheelchair for the girl? This is so nice yeah. that it almost <laughs> makes you feel like you're glad you're crippled. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, the salesman. Is a character actor. I like yeah, he guy. was from uh, Private Parts. Uh, he, he played <coughs> Howard Stern's dad. No, oh, really? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, so yeah, I think this week's pod is going to be, actually. I know it is. I I, I don't have to say. It. I you think it is. Think? <laughs> Unless I'll throw you guys for a complete loop. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna believe yeah. you. <laughs> this week is all gonna be about music. You know, the music uh, best. Great movie soundtracks. We're going to stay away from movie scores for now because we're going to have a whole pod on those uh, on a separate pod. But for now, we're going to stick with the soundtracks, which I've always been a huge fan of. Uh, you know, it's a good way. Maybe we should start by uh, going around and Our band, I want to hear my what bands on a bunch of soundtracks. Well, I want to hear like let's go around and maybe name like three or four of your favorite bands. So we know the kind of movie stylings that you like. Like Justin, what what are some of your favorite bands? Oh, uh, geez. Well, Outcast is my favorite. Um, and honestly, it's it's kind of everybody that revolves around them, and they're definitely on. So hip hop and rap, yeah. Is kind it, of it, your I mean, I, I have some classic rock because my brother listened to classic rock uh-huh. a lot, and when I was getting like a ride to school with him for your that. Uh, parents listening to uh, music growing up, uh, Bad but, Company again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Play well, Boston one more time, I gotta beat you. I grew up as far <laughs> as my dad, it was mostly Billy Joel. Yeah. Um, as far as my mom, it was. Uh, Oh, what's the guy's the boss? What's his name? Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah. yeah. What's um, his good. Yeah, I, I, I'm just trying to think on the fly, but um, you get decked in jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, what, <laughs> what do you got? I mean, growing up and growing up and where we did in Boston at the time we did, I liked the music a lot from that era. But then my the taste, '80s, we almost liked everything. The almost '80s everything. music. It's weird. Like it's one of those few decades where you can like every band, every, male or but female, but every style and too. every style. Like it wouldn't be you would. Be I mean, there's some to, underground stuff that you uh, punk wise and stuff that you're probably not going to hear, but if it was on the radio, then it even was still, usually pretty good. Some of the punk rock stuff was great. So what are your some of your bands? Well, that's what I was going to say. I think it depends what defines you in what era. I started playing music and listening to Def Leppard and Iron Maiden mm. and. Uh, all the bad hair bands, but then um, they started getting into the grunge scene, mm-hmm. and, and it's weird because I'm kind of reverted back. I always listen to '80s music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always got '80s. I got an '80s station. I got a Don Henley station that covers all the kind of softer um, stuff. But then I got a Def Leppard station. Dave and me have very similar music styles, except I probably listen to a little bit heavier stuff than him. You did, and you listen to more like Cypress Hill than and I some did. rap uh, more on the rap because mine Alice was in Chains was mine. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, which is weird. Because the ones you you mentioned, like uh, Iron Maiden's my favorite band uh, of all time, but Def Leppard and uh, Alice in Chains are shortly after it, and uh, Megadeth is up there. Uh, I liked. A lot of heavy metal, but a lot of heavy metal that you could understand. Like, yeah. uh, not as much death metal right. uh, that I like. But uh, Iron Maiden is one of those things that people see the shirts and they... Uh, one's staring at you right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I, listen, I really appreciate it because but, I played guitar. I played guitar since Well, people, a lot of people don't hear 
Iron Maiden. They see the shirts and they probably can't recognize a single yeah. song they do, but they don't realize how much of an operatic voice Bruce Dickinson and has. It's and, not like devil music, and right. it's all about Which war and history. It's all about war and history, but and, also uh, like corrupt Shakespeare politicians. And that's and more Megadeth. Megadeth. Yeah, goes. but they have they do a some, couple some of that. Hooks and you and stuff had uh, that one corrupt. of Fear of the Dark song. Yeah, Fear of the Quick of the Dead. Quick of the Quick of the Dead. It was all about politicians and everything. But uh, yeah, I've liked all those songs and. and Unfortunately, I don't think I can even name. I know I can't name a single movie that had an Iron Maiden song in it. Not a yeah. single one. I can mention a movie that has had someone wearing an Iron Maiden shirt, Chainsaw from Summer School, wore, <laughs> yeah. wore a Live After Death shirt, and I loved it. Uh, I but mean, not many people. Good man. I remember wanting to be able to play stuff that your friends would recognize when they came over in Port Charlotte. And the thing about yeah, all Metallica. Thing, thing about like learning that. guitar is. By year three, you think you're the greatest guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> so literally, I've been playing for 20 years after that. Yeah. And like, I look back, and I was good, but I had a lot of confidence. Right? <laughs> like, now I'm like, okay, I might be able to play some Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's good is and it probably has shaped some of the movies. You, I would think, uh, specifically that a lot of the movies, if you know those types of bands that you like to are, are part of the soundtrack, you're more inclined to watch the movie, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Because I, to we me, used to they buy fall a lot in different yeah. categories. To me, like... A movie that's heavy soundtrack wise yeah. is a completely different movie mm-hmm. than like oh yeah an Aliens three that has a really awesome score score no music yeah. no music yeah yeah, yeah. right the and they both totally work. different type movies they work, both work but but I wouldn't it would never be an either or yeah. decision for me because I kind of separate them and there's some that and a lot of them too if they have the money to drop. Uh, because people don't realize how much money it is to pay for these songs. Oh, I, yeah. I hear a really heavy uh, soundtrack. I'm like, this is where half their Depends. money went. There's a there's a tipping point. If the movie is bigger than the song, then sometimes yeah. the song uses the movie to get big. Right. But a lot of times, a movie. Yeah. Back when music videos, for sure. Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, when you knew that. Uh, you oh, were I loved watching... it when they were tied to movies. Yeah, you'd when you watch the watching... music video and they put clips of the movies. Yeah, right. In the yeah. Movie. Yeah. When you were watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day music video for the Guns N' Roses, You Could Be oh, Mine. Yeah. Schwarzenegger was walking through the crowd as Guns N' Roses That's were playing right. it. They were showing right. clips. It's yeah. one of the uh, best examples Guns of that. Guns N' Roses, they were good. But uh, a lot of these, uh, and you also forget that. Uh, a lot of these people get that heavy soundtrack because the production company is tied with the music company right. that does it. And yeah. They have a catalog that they'll that's just true. What do we got for yeah. you? And that's this why you'll you'll ACDC. notice. If, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you you can tell that too with like uh, something that's on Fox or or something uh, like Seinfeld. If you look in the background on his on his case, it's all a bunch of Fox movies there, and they're weird. Like it, if you look at the back of in his uh, thing, Child's Play Two has been there since the very first. Big huh. nice. I wonder. And, a whole bunch of different ones like that. Pretty I, Woman was up there. I wonder who's got the most. What's I, that? Of I, all I, times, songs and songs in a movie. Songs maybe in ACDC because they're in a lot. Oh, hey. Michael Jackson, maybe I don't know. Huh? Um, I mean, yeah, it could be a whole bunch, but the uh, ACDC was the king a lot of, of these movies while. too. And I know specifically uh, one that I'm thinking of uh, on uh, both our list, me and Dave. Uh, there are songs that completely work into the movie because you, you realize uh, we watched one of them, uh, me and Justin, that's on my list, and there's like one song from the soundtrack in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's other movies where every, every single song. song from the right. soundtrack yeah, 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 yeah. is great. And yeah. I like that because it brings you back to what scene is in the movie. And when it actually gets edited into the movie, if it's edited into on like a real poignant scene, it just uh, it makes me think of it every time I hear it. That yeah. Now, that's the case when the 
musician that has a song that's not in the movie but it's on the soundtrack, that musician didn't even give that song mm-hmm. to them, or, oh, they, yeah. or they paid the, the movie to yeah. put it on the soundtrack right. to get exposure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You got to think it's great it's publicity, you know. Yeah. I think specifically the uh, Disney. At some point, Disney uh, decided not to do music during the movies anymore. Now they're kind of going back to it with Frozen, which is unfortunate. Oh, and they used to but, do all uh, those. But they they had planned. Uh, well, they no, not even that. Just like the the sappy ones from like Aladdin when they're on the friggin' uh, oh, magic carpet, carpet together. Yeah. But uh, one of my favorite Disney movies, Emperor's New Groove, it was completely scored by Sting. He did like six songs for it. And really? Then when the movie was over, they's like, nah, we're not gonna do music in this movie anymore. We're just gonna cut it like a straight up movie. Yeah. And uh, they put his, they put one song in there from Sting during the credits. Uh-huh. And he ended up getting nominated for like two of the songs. I'm like, how does he get nominated for two of the songs? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but it is crazy. How how... Sting. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, <I guess>. <laughs> <laughs> So these movies we picked here, all of of them uh, have amazing soundtracks. I own several of them on my list, and so I definitely. One's a silent s- movie on my bed. I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining the music. With no I soundtrack. made the soundtrack yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely suggest checking out not only these movies if you haven't seen them, but these soundtracks because these soundtracks really are killer. Uh, no, that's a good we, point, uh, though. That's a good point. You said check out these movies. Now I wonder if someone has a movie they don't like but has yeah. a great soundtrack. Yeah, we were mm. talking about that the other day. How that I'm sure there is a case where the soundtrack rocks. We had an example. What was it? Uh, cocktail, maybe. No. Top Gun. No. Uh, we had Top said Gun it, had a good and you're like, That's soundtrack. A good, it was uh, a piece of shit movie that had a good soundtrack. Yeah, I can't remember. He'll come to me. He'll <laughs> let me. Uh, all right, so I say we get right into it. Justin, why don't we uh, start start with you? All right, so coming into number five. The other kind of music that my mom and I listened to was oldies music. Yeah. And I have a plethora of knowledge. Three, a plethora? <laughs> three, How On oldies songs. And so this is actually, uh, like, like you said, I own this soundtrack. Stand By Me. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The way that they used Rob, the soundtrack. Rob Reiner picked some great, fantastic music in this. Yeah. And, and uh, it's by top. It's in my top 20 of all time. Movies. Oh, movies. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. Um, you know, but the way that they used the soundtrack in that movie to dictate the time period oh, and, yeah. you know, they're sitting there listening to it's the no, radio. No better and, place, way the, to start a period piece movie than pumping in that old soundtrack stuff, right. too. You get that and you get the wardrobes right and the classic cars, you're like halfway there. Yeah, you know, and... So the kids sing one of the songs. Yeah, on together. Too. Yeah, like the start of a man. Yeah, yeah. That a couple different songs. And that one's sing. actually not on the soundtrack. Is it the lollipop song they sing too? Yeah, yeah um, they play that too. Yeah, but they they sing along with it because so, they do the thing with their mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, there's Buddy Holly. Um, Which Buddy Del- Holly one? Uh, Every day. Yeah, Every Day is one of the best Buddy Holly yeah, songs. Yeah, that's too. a great one. I love um, all this classic stuff. But. Yeah, uh, Come and Go With Me by the Dell Vikings, um, Yakety Yak, Lollipop, Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, Get a Job. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, they're all just, classic, classic yeah, songs. Yeah, just, just great. And, you know, in that movie is... I know yeah, talk a little bit about the movie, because we're going to go into each of these movies uh, along with the, uh, the songs in there. Well, Stand so, By Me, so obviously it was a big movie to Dave, was it? And it's a huge movie to you, too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You, uh, you watched this really young? What year yeah. was it? Uh, it came out in 80, 86. Yeah, 86. Yeah. So I was, I was 13. I don't know how old the kids are in the... But they had to be close to that. They were I was like then. ten or eleven, so they probably were even closer to my age, maybe. But it, it was very relatable. 
It yeah. was very relatable, and, yeah. it, and it showed kids that were having problems too. You know, yeah, uh, and bonding. You know, and bonding, and it's dark subject matter. Oh yeah, I mean, really, I mean, they're going to find, they're a, going dead to find body. a dead kid. Yeah. I mean, and that's the premise of it. Really, they, they <coughs> uh, some kid had died previous to where the movie started. Yeah, he got hit by a train. And he got hit by a train, which which is a very up north thing, man. You know how many people, ha- people got hit by tracks, trains in man. Mansfield? Yes, they had yeah. the they. They got them all buried off now. You can't get down there anymore oh, really? because too many people I mean, are getting hit by trains or killing themselves kill by train. A lot, of people, a lot of suicide by trains. It's freaking. If you kill yourself, me. suicide by train, you really wanted to die. Yeah, no kidding. There's no. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're not gonna. There's no failure. You're not gonna live. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, I liked uh, on a brighter note. Also, I liked uh, <laughs> Richard Dreyfuss as the Don't narrator. Don't do it. Yeah, you know, he, his, his uh, voice is very Tom Hanks. It's like butter. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just spread it on and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, and so you know, it's it's this journey of these four either. Very early teens or preteens. Huge actors. Here oh yeah, too. you got we River get... Phoenix, Will Wheaton, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, Keith or Sutherland. I, I have a feeling you're reading all this shit. No, this is all off the top of my <laughs> it's head, dude. I, 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 I like this movie. <laughs> John Cusack. Did, did um, you see the Family Guy one when they had Richard Dreyfus was doing the voice, and they were, they were talking about Jerry O'Connell, and he's like. He married Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you believe that that guy <laughs> yeah, from Stand yeah, By Me yeah. married Rebecca Romaine Stamos? I do that every once in a while. My girl. I guess she uh, wasn't Stamos then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the examples. I'll I'll pull up like a split screen of oh, uh, yeah. what he looked like in Stand By Me to what he looks like now, and show show my wife, and I'm like, you believe the same guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, I mean, you know, and we can talk more about the storyline or whatever. Yeah, whatever the storylines, man. That's what we're gonna. What do was your favorite scene? Movies. Oh, definitely. Blueberry scene. Lardass. Lardass. Yeah. Lardass. Oh, man. See, Lardass. I kind of grossed out by that scene. I am grossed out by that scene. Uh, it's, it's definitely I like not the my whole. Favorite. I like from when they go to the country store to when the chopper sick balls. Yeah. That whole. I like the chopper sick Them ball buying scene, the food. But... I don't know why. Sometimes I like really mundane things that yeah. go on in the mm. movie. No, I agree with you. I, just do, like, I do that. Like too. Zodiac, I liked a lot of the. Him just. Shots of him doing research. Yep. Yeah. Was really satisfying to me for some yeah. reason. Hmm. I get that. That's yeah. how I am with movies. And I'll, I'll sit there just and watch. That, yeah, I mean, if, if, I, if especially if you got a good actor doing it, I could sit there and watch Gary Oldman doing anything uh-huh. all day long, and or uh, Daniel Day Lewis, uh, those types of actors that can yeah. just sell like that that's why stuff. I like that. All is lost. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. Yeah. Just, I mean, even you, def- you, even if you like didn't like, even if I didn't like the water, yeah. I still just you think you can throw a. Uh, um, minor actor in there and they can pull it off they can't pull it off man yeah that's when you get bored yeah, yeah, yeah. so but with that stand by me scene. with me i i love the scene and uh the kind of the background of the scene is pretty intense too is when they're uh running across the bridge oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, because, because rob reiner yeah, worked really story. well with these kids but they they just were not getting it this scene they were not giving the uh thing so rob reiner went all out and screamed at these kids oh really said, you are ruining that. this movie oh, my and, God. and this and that and what is wrong with you can't you do this and uh wow. right and everything and so when you see jerry o'connell <laughs> he, called oliver, his St- eyes he out, called oliver stones like what, the, what he, do i do yeah. well he literally <laughs> like the second they started crying he was like Roll, <laughs> and they started running and everything. Oh, so Jerry O'Connell's bawling his, bawling his eyes out. That's out. because Rob Reiner was uh, wow. uh, kind of I hope he getting gave him, him up. Some cookies and milk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I know it's Oliver Stone level. There is a yeah. kind of uh, there's a fine Bullshit, line with directors, you know, and probably can't get away with it as much these days as <laughs> yeah. back then, especially who's, working with children. Who's that yeah. super asshole? 
Uh, David or Russell. See, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to say, who that super yeah. asshole is. Pull, pull, type in David or Russell, Lily Tom. Oh, and, God. And sit back and get ready to oh, get yeah. pissed. I've heard you talk about that. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, really, uh, yeah. it's really messed up. And I, uh, I can appreciate actors and uh, directors who are so passionate about their thing that they want to get things perfect, but that doesn't excuse being an asshole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you've, no. Yelled, you've yelled and at people before. And most actors have no worked. problem with you getting them to that level. Actors want you, want their director to kind of push them to a level where they could get that performance out. And uh, But there's a fine line between doing that and being a complete asshole. Was actor that yeah. was like, would have some, slap himself or have somebody else slap him before an intense scene? Oh man, that sounds like a Chuck Sheen thing, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Chuck Sheen. Let me get, let me go to my trailer for a second. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing in there, but he's coming out back and giving us gold. Yeah. <laughs> I think I just blew the mic out. Of the yeah. That's all. Shit. <laughs> so yeah, Stand by Me. Stand yeah. by Me was always a uh, very fantastic movie to watch. It holds up. You get to go back and you get to see River uh, doing yeah. his stuff at the top of his game and. Corey Feldman and all those guys, so it's it's a fantastic one to check out, and it's something they're not going to redo. So and a great soundtrack. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, might well, redo it. Well, yeah, no. let's hope not. <laughs> Starring a bunch of Disney <laughs> dopes. God. <laughs> all right, Dave, what you got for your number five? Um, this this movie is unlike any other movie because I am fascinated. Yeah. It's a soundtrack. It's got a great soundtrack. 90% of the sound- songs are from one person. And the one person stars in the movie. Really? The movie's the same name as the soundtrack. And he I, I, he didn't direct it, but I think he put his money into Can it. Can I take a guess? Take a guess. It's a Purple Rain. It is Purple oh, Rain. Good job. I'm not sure. I, I already knew what he was talking about, but I'm not sure I would have been able to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. He's man. one that you can't look him in the eye. <laughs> this is yeah. this is one where the uh, the soundtrack's better than the movie. The soundtrack's the better movie's than the decent. Movie, he's not a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie's decent. Actually, and, the, the, the the movie wasn't a wasn't a bad movie. He's just not a good actor. Yeah, Clarence. Right. Uh, the guy from Morris Clarence Day was good in it. Clarence, uh, Clarence um, Williams, III. Williams III was his dad. Vanity was in it. Vanity was in it. She paid it. Abalone or something. Love Vanity, man. So sorry, Show she's enough. gone. She died yeah. a few years back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, really um, sad. Died young. I mean, it was a simple plot. It, there, it was um, more stay in the time. That yeah. oh we oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Mention the four Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, Prince. Say what you want about him. He's weird. He, you know, he had demons, but God, the guy. Could oh, write man. some music, man. music. Hit after hit and, after hit. Do you yeah. look up great and, and he was and you like, believe it. He was like a virtuoso on like six or eight different instruments. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like piano, drums, keyboards, guitar. Like I couldn't even name the rest of the instruments right. he's good at, but he just was a genius. He has thousands of songs he's unreleased. Yeah, I, I heard like they're supposed fault. to release some around yeah. Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, but he's not a good actor. <laughs> what was the kind of the premise of the movie? So the, the premise movie? was... Because I, I haven't seen it in so long. They, it was So it was Prince... More stay in the time, and then this other band were all the house bands at the hottest club in, in uh, Detroit. I mm. think it was just, might have been Chicago. No, it was Lake Minnetonka. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that was my favorite scene. <laughs> and uh, so um, Abalonia comes, mm-hmm. and two of Prince's bandmates want to break away and be in a band with her, and they're trying to push Prince's band out from being a house right, band anymore. Yeah. And then his dad, I, don't, I think it's kind of autobiographical. Biographical. I think Prince's dad beat him, 
and it, Clarence Williams III plays his dad and is really abusive to him. Prince rides this ridiculous motorcycle. It's man, like 10 Clarence times Williams, size man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's such a short guy, man. He's, he's like 4'11. Man. That's the problem. I mean, you're not going to be a, unless your name's Tom Cruise, you're not going to be a leading <laughs> actor really being as that tiny for yeah. no reason. That yeah. makes no sense. It makes no sense. It, but for some reason, the. Unless you. Unless you did a movie with all really, really short people. (laughs) (laughs) Prince is huge in this movie. (laughs) He's been working out. (laughs) I didn't even know he was a wizard. But a bunch of live performances in the movie was awesome. Prince is a showman. uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, you're really, you're going to see this movie. You're going to see Prince and Prince play his music. Yeah. I mean, basically, it was just a soundtrack. Mm. What's wrong? No, I just totally you forgot something. Yeah, I totally forgot something, but I'm not going to change my list. I can't believe I didn't think of the oh. movie. But anyways, Amen. go ahead. We'll let, we'll give you a chance to do a do an alternative. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I had given the chance, <laughs> like oh that OJ book, if I had killed Nicole, yeah. this is how I would have done, done it. I done. But I didn't. Yeah. But I didn't. Keep in mind, I didn't. But I'm going to write this whole book to tell you how I would. Uh, wow, this is amazing detail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But my favorite scene in that movie, shamelessly, is so she was trying to get in. They were kind of dating, and she was trying to get in good with Prince uh, Vanity. Yeah, and he's like, he had, took her on a motorcycle. They went, they pulled down to the river, and he's, she's, I, I can't remember how it came up, but she's like, how do I, how do I get to you? How do you? It's like you got to cleanse your soul in Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, <laughs> and so he was trying to get her to strip and jump in the lake. Right. Yeah, and so she does it, and he said. He said, but that ain't late minute talk. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Vanity will get naked in every movie except Last Dragon. I know, right? <laughs> um, I think she he's the one who discovered her. I think that was her he co- like, breakout. She had a uh, <coughs> she had a very short-lived band called Vanity Six, which oh, really? the only song that I know from it, and I love it, and I have it on my 80s it's list. On the, that's it's on, the on Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. It's the oh, really? uh, one that was playing at the strip club, the Nasty Girls oh, song. Oh, yeah. That's Vanity. No yeah, kidding. Yeah. Okay. It, uh, I, th- I think the movie she was, was a very. Bio- she was a great actress, bio- yeah. Bioautographical. I, yeah. I do. I think yeah. it's. And uh, she had a. She was really, really good, and I don't think she could have been a superstar, uh, movie acting wise. I'm not sure yeah. about that. Uh, she music probably wanted to be a musician. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Were you gonna say something about Vanity? Oh no 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 no! Go ahead. No. He's still pining over the movie he forgot, <laughs> forgot to put on his list. You want to say it now before we move on? Get yeah. it off your tongue. Right, yeah, and we don't even need to talk about. We'll give it. you I just sixty can't seconds. You yeah. got sixty seconds. Idlewild. It, it's it's never seen it. it I, nobody's ever seen it. It's Outcast's movie. I, like oh I went, yeah, you talked about this. I went to go your and, favorite band, and you didn't think of that. I didn't even think about it because it, it, that's the level he's. I know, right? right? <laughs> like, oh man, I didn't even saying if Bruce Dickinson had his own movie. No, and that's all I need to say. It's just it was it was. An outcast movie, yeah. and I mean, or did you did you pick it one t- day, week and you and you we didn't end up you didn't end up using it? I something. think that's what it was because yeah. I remember watching the trailer for it and yeah. thought it looked really good, but then you held every off song on it. On it. it it's yeah. an outcast album, yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't drop albums anymore, huh. so I, I can't believe I let that go. Anyways, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Purple Rain, Purple Rain. All right, with me, and this was a super fun uh, movie, but also had some serious shit going on in. Uh, but even more so, this was one of the best soundtracks, in my opinion, because they worked the uh, the actor into the soundtrack. And this was Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, now, yes. if you've listened to the soundtrack, between every song, you get to hear clips from Adrian Cronauer doing his shtick. Oh, really? So it's literally like listening to him DJ the entire thing. And when he says, this is Martha and the Vandellas, they'll play the Martha and the Vandellas song. Or this is the Beach Boys, they'll play the Beach Boys. And you just look forward to every single... Uh, you almost look 
forward to in the in between songs so you can yeah. hear him uh, do his shtick about uh, his. Didn't do that the, before? Didn't Stephen Wright do a voice of a radio? In one, in one of in my next movie that I'm doing. But yeah, he did it really well too. Uh, and I'm wondering if uh, that guy got a, hit the idea from uh, what they did with Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, mm. And this was very similar to like Stand By Me. It was that type of music. It was the Beach Boys. It was uh, they had that nowhere to run, you know, that nowhere to run to, baby. Nowhere to uh, hide. Yeah, nowhere yeah, to yeah, hide. Yeah, yeah. A lot of like what you would consider Vietnam songs of, of the era. So it's not as much, I guess Stand By Me is more 50s. This is more 60s. Uh, the Beach Boys that had at one point in the movie did that great Louis Armstrong song, The uh, the Beautiful World. Uh Oh yeah, wonderful yeah, what a, world! What a wonderful world! Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. a great song. Uh, really good one. Uh, is James Brown is in this movie too, and it just works really well with the with the Vietnam setting. Mm-hmm. So as far as a movie goes, this was a fantastic. Film. Absolutely, I yeah. loved Robin Williams. This is Robin Williams just doing his thing. There's no way that all this stuff was written in the script. Oh yeah, uh, no. for him to say because Robin Williams is like a crazy wild top that you just uh, wind up and you just release Let him it go. Yeah. and watch the uh, gold flakes just yeah. fly off. <laughs> because if you ever seen him on like uh, on like Letterman or, or everything, at some point he will jump out of his chair and he will just go off yeah. and you will not know how the hell he got on one tangent to the next. Right. It's really fun to watch. And this is when he was young too. But this was also it had a great war element to it. Yeah. It had a couple of, it had one scene that was pretty yeah, that's uh, intense. That's which one? There's a couple. I when think. The, at the kid restaurant. gets no, the kid. The gets, restaurant's a good one too. Yeah, the kid has to make his way back from the woods. Oh yeah, when they had it out. Oh and yeah, screaming at each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you've got Rob Williams, you've got Forrest Whitaker, J.T. Walsh, the great Bruno Kirby playing the straight Bruno man Bruno. that they oh, end up putting gosh. on the radio. He was yeah. so great. Too. But he uh, he came around eventually though. Uh, what was his? He did a French thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. Oh, Frenchie. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the whole line about the uh, put the uh, the VP on. Uh, uh, remember they did that whole VP oh, yeah, KP yeah, yeah. type shtick back and oh, forth yeah, with yeah. Uh, uh, Rob Williams, but I loved some of his stuff. That uh, I love when he talks about the Pope on the rope and uh, washing with it and going straight to heaven. And <laughs> he had all these great characters. Oh, would he call uh, the guy in the field? Would he call to go guy? down to private something something no. private oh, meatloaf or private? He had a weird. He did name. a couple. One of them had uh, like, one of them couldn't I'm with hear. A woman. Don't bother me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a funny one. The uh, the other one. Stick your head out the window. Stick your head out. It's hot and it's wet. It's all right when you're <laughs> yeah. the, with a woman, but not so good when you're in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, and then they had the guy who couldn't hear because he worked in uh, next oh, yeah, to the grenade, yeah, yeah. so he's always screaming right. at the microphone. Yeah. What? <laughs> it was just. It, you don't think watching a movie about war could possibly be funny, but that was right. kind of, this was based on a true story about Adrian Cronauer going over there and kind of being on the, uh, pushing the boundaries on the radio station uh-huh. and bringing some kind of happiness to the, to a horrible situation. Oh, yeah. and, and it's exactly what the movie did. You know, they showed this horror that was going over there. No one wanted to be there. No one knew what the hell was going on, but uh, if they can be entertained for, five ten minutes at a time by these songs and by his kind of shtick yeah uh, and the the higher-ups didn't realize that like jt walsh who made a career of playing a fucking asshole yeah uh uh and he was really great at doing it i mean he was in like a few good men he was an asshole he yeah. was an asshole and uh needful things yes uh, needful things he was buster he was fantastic <laughs> oh yeah that was my favorite character they just let him loose in that oh, too because he usually he just, is not a uh doesn't go God, that he's far such, he's got 
for just being a character actor, that guy's got some incredible yeah. range. He died super young too. He did. Yeah, not too probably not too long after that. Uh, Needful yeah, things. Not too much after Needful Things, and it's a shame because he could have went on to do some seriously good stuff. And like a lot of the character actors, it would it could have like transformed like Rick had, what it, like it did with Richard Jenkins, and he could have gone on to do some like Oscar worthy shit too. So. And uh, same with Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby's not with us anymore. And that's probably the last time you'll see Forrest Whitaker play that type of character that I, he played really in that movie. I really liked his character Because it that. was very, like, uh, uh, I don't want to say infantile, but just kind of, like, really kind of fun. That's and what I was thinking, is, like, fun-loving. Yeah, fun-loving like, and kind of green and not realizing what's going on. And then he had that nervous laugh that he always would do when he was around uh, yeah. Rob Williams and everything. And now every time you see Forrest Whitaker, he's just got that... Uh, Five mile stare oh, going yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. You just feel like he's going to do some serious shit. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> so, yeah, Good Morning Vietnam. Fantastic movie, fantastic soundtrack. All right. What you got? All right, number four, um, featuring an Outcast song, is uh, Jamie Foxx, Any Given Sunday. Any Al given Pacino, Sunday, man. Any Given Sunday. Oliver Stone. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen this movie a couple times. It so wasn't. They pulled a gun out. No, that, the game. that was Last Action Hero. Or uh, Last Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, some of the cast, yeah. Uh, Al Pacino, like you said, Oliver Stone, Cameron Diaz, Jamie Foxx, Dennis Quaid, LL Cool J, I won't mention that other guy, Lawrence Taylor, Anne Margaret, <laughs> Matthew Modine, Aaron Eckhart, Jim Brown. Got Aaron Eckhart. Bill Bellamy, this. you know. I mean, just, uh, and it still just keeps going on and on and on. John C. McGinley, that yeah. guy's great. Now, those are a lot of those are Oliver Stone guys. John C. McGinley, yeah, he was in, and uh, the guy you don't mention is, are, are both uh, uh, Oliver Stone guys. Mm-hmm. And this was a very Oliver Stone movie too. I it's weird enough I haven't seen it in a long time because I love football and I love Oliver Stone. There was something about the movie that uh, I'm not sure it was constructed well enough for me. Uh, I think that was the issue I had with it. But to be mm. honest with you, I have to go back and watch it again, and I might have just been in a wrong place at the time uh, yeah well i mean it. so basically i i don't remember if it's supposed to be the nfl or like a shoot-off league but yeah. i'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the nfl yeah. um and cameron diaz owns oh, the she team. was a bitch in this movie. oh she was yeah. oh uh, man i wanted to fucking knock her out not that i would ever do that but <laughs> she was a bitch um who was cameron cameron diaz. diaz she played her role really oh, really okay. well yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so she owned the team, you know, she inherited it from her father. Al Pacino was the coach. Dennis Quaid was the starting quarterback. Um, and and Jamie Foxx is the up and comer, right? Well, Jamie Foxx was the third string quarterback. I gotcha. And so Dennis Quaid gets hurt. And the next play, the yeah. second string quarterback gets hurt. Happened to the Patriots, friggin' like last we were watching season. Oh yeah. Whoa. Oh no, I'm talking about where Garoppolo went in, and we were like, oh, we got a great second string quarterback, and then he got injured. Didn't Brady we had watch already been Brady out. go down in the first yeah, half that, of the first game? That was that of season, season when he that first game uh, he got taken out. We watched. It I on looked. TV. At, I turned to Dave and I said, "That's an ACL injury. He's gone." Yeah. And then it came out uh, like an hour later, ACL injury. I was like, "You can tell certain injuries." Yeah. Pat still did good though. You know who he did uh, got Matt Castle in there. Um, Sorry, who was all no NFL no you're fine. <laughs> I, well, talking NFL, yeah. um, Lawrence Taylor's in this movie. LT, yeah, and he is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like he is good. He <laughs> takes you on an emotional roller coaster that I, I mean I can't even lie. His final scene made me cry. Mm-hmm. Like it was just absolutely amazing and. 
So yeah, so that's the premise. Jamie Foxx now becomes the starting quarterback. Big guy. Yeah, goes to his head and super his, fast. And yeah. in his first, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his first play, before he even gets out of the huddle, he throws up on live TV. <laughs> you know, so and that like kind of keeps happening. It's an ongoing joke, you know. Um, and it's just it's the struggle of the team and like. Cameron Diaz is going to sell yeah, the team. It's a and bunch of hotheads, you know, and they're all like kind of not gelling with each sounds other. Sounds like right. major league. Yeah. It, yeah <laughs> I mean, it, it is, really is, it but is, a more but serious more take. More drama, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. you know, not so much comedy. Although Jamie Foxx does have some funny parts to it. Yeah. Um, what were some of the songs that were in this? So, yeah, um, there was... Because I don't remember. I remember the movie, but I don't remember any of this music. Well, Any Given Sunday, uh, Jamie Foxx was in that. It was uh, Jamie Foxx, Common, and Guru. And, dude, it's... Love Common. Common's Man, that's great. super young for Common, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because that movie was a long time ago. Um, he, Common is such a great actor. Have you seen him in stuff? Oh, Man, yeah. He's that, a, that Hell on, that uh, Hell on Wheels? Wheels is fantastic. Uh, that we, we, guy that plays the... The preacher. Well, I was just going to mention that awesome. to you. He has a very tiny role in Sicario, the second one. Yeah. The guy who plays the Swede. He's the one that was like the principal for the girl. Yeah. Uh, that's That guy's a fantastic actor. Oh, he really? He played such a minor yeah. role in that. They huh. call him the Swede. I guess he's actually from uh, uh, Norway. Uh, but he was phenomenal in that. Mm. Sorry, don't want to No, no, you're fine. Common is great. Common's great, though. I love Common. Yeah. Um, and then Outcast um, had Soul Sunday. It was Outcast and Goody Mob, which is another one of my favorite Dude. groups. Booyah for Oliver Stone picking these types of artists for this type of flick, too, because he has the tendency to pick what he likes. I mean, if you think Platoon. But it's all a lot of that one being, era, so he couldn't yeah. use a lot of that stuff. Yeah, as a director, I would be all about that. You know, you if you're doing an era or a specific theme or something like that, make the music reflect that. Right. Well, that's what's great about all the films we're talking about here. He hired a focus group. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I, in my, like, I kind of think of it as that's kind of what the team players would be listening to, yeah. you know, are, are different genres of, of music and yeah. stuff like that. So... Um, and I mean, I could go on and on. DMX is on there. Godsmack's on there. Uh, Mystical's on there. LL Cool J's on there. Mob Deep, Capone and Noriega, Godsmack. Missy Elliott. Uh, you know, Godsmack's uh, the only one that doesn't seem like it belongs there. But yeah, I, right, I, it's yeah. the best band that I on there that I like. Yeah, personally. you know. Um, and it, the other great scene in that movie, and it's towards the end, um, because there's not much to talk about. It's a football movie, yeah. you know. Um, but Al Pacino's speech that he gives at halftime at the last game yeah oh. oh my gosh dude it's so good man i imagine it's similar to that role that he played paterno, uh, paterno yeah. And yeah well he was a little older did you see it one. paterno no i haven't fantastic. you guys said it was great fantastic. i haven't seen it yeah it was fantastic it, they, they, they they did it they right. did it justice yeah. they did it right they did it the way it should have been done too mm. they don't uh they're not uh showing a lot of his coaching they're more showing him uh how in his house with his kids trying to figure this thing out to wrap his head around what's yeah. going on because right. yeah it was really good but i, I get, mean pacino you you gotta assume he's and gonna be I, good everything i am right. i can't i'm yeah. almost gonna be an alumni of penn state i can't oh. wait until uh in like four weeks pacino's awesome, gonna be playing uh, jimmy hoffa here soon Oh, and, uh, ah, but you know, I hope he. And that's hey, I hope he hangs on for a while because I think he's got a bunch left in him. Oh yeah, he's oh, transitioning yeah. great into the roles. Yeah. Absolutely. That, um, I'll tell you another movie that I loved with him was uh, that uh, Jack Kevorkian. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that either. Oh, awesome. Watch that and the other one back to back. Both HBO pictures. Yeah, well, you and guys both told elderly me about old men that he nails. John yeah. Goodman was amazing in that Kevorkian movie. Yeah. He played his buddy that yeah. helped yeah, him. Yeah, I and think the, and the, late, the sister, the, the sister was really good. Phenomenal. Yeah. I think that um, 
in the end, Pacino's going to outdo De Niro. You know, De Niro was. I don't know. De Niro, yeah, I knew that Jimmy Hoffa movie that De Niro was going to be in that with him. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Well, be De Niro good, was be... to me has always had a lot, although had a lot less range. I would have said That's that about I mean. Al Pacino too. We could have Until a tool. I've seen a lot of. Re- we could do a Pacino versus, versus De Niro pod. That would be good. Uh, yeah. You say one and I come back. Yeah. Right. What about this? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you're the fourth person, first non. What about two us? Two us. What about Dirty Grandpa? With, uh, yeah, right. Dirty Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one who'll put you over. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would be the embarrassing. Everyone's got like an Everyone's embarrassing, embarrassing one, one in their uh, in their. Oh, what's Al Pacino's? It could be. A lot of people would say Dick Tracy, but I loved him in that role. Yeah, so. he was great. Yeah, yeah. So it's I really want fun. Dick Tracy dead. Yeah, he got to <laughs> scream and yell. So all right. Yeah, any given, any given Sunday, Sunday. Great movie. Great soundtrack. What you got, Dave? It was a good soundtrack. And uh, this one kind of stays in the in the Good Morning Vietnam um, era. Uh, almost famous. Oh, ah, yeah. I love Almost Famous. This is a true story. A lot of people don't know about that, about Cameron Crowe, who's a huge director, director. Huge director. But he had such an awesome younger life, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, That it completely that overshadowed that his... Had some fun in his Yeah, life. absolutely, <laughs> Yeah, man. people that don't know, he, he was like 15 years old, and he ended up touring with... In, the, in real life, he was touring with... Uh, I think Skinnerd and uh, maybe Bad Company and a couple of bands like that. I'm not completely for Rolling positive. Stone. For Rolling Stone, he lied about his age. Right. Yeah. He wrote Rolling Stone. He wrote something to Rolling Stone and they liked it. Yeah. Right. Or it so somehow got on their it, desk. Somehow it got to Rolling Stone and then they gave him an assignment. Yeah. To follow this up and coming band. That, <coughs> they they make up a fake name. But it's the, a fake band. But the yeah. bands around him were real. real. Like he was seeing Bowie. Yeah. And seeing but um, Jason Lee. Jason Lee was great. He was amazing yeah. in this movie. Billy Crudup. Mm-hmm. Billy Crudup. Amazing. I love Billy Crudup. I love Billy Crudup anyways. Awesome. And me and Dave saw him real early on in a movie called Jesus' the Son. Yep. And uh, if you really want to see Billy Crudup at his yeah. best, it's a, it's a, drug, it's a great drug movie. Jack, ba- Jack Black. Jack Black was so great. He He's played so a pill great. popper. Uh, Dennis Leary was, uh, was yeah. played a scumbag in that movie. Really he was fantastic his, movie. Yeah, he was the one that Samantha ripped all the copper out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just down on their luck kind of drug addicts, but it was a fun movie to watch. Mm. Uh, also, uh, what's her name? Kate uh, Hudson or uh, yeah, Kate Hudson. Yeah, right? Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I hadn't known her too much when no, this came out. She had done little minor things. We all knew that she was Goldie Hawn's daughter. If you close yeah. your eye when she talks, it's like listening to Goldie right, Hawn. Yeah. Walked in the room. This kid who they got to play is amazing, and I love him now. I loved him in the what Vampire's Assistant. <laughs> you ever seen Vampire Assistant where he played the lizard boy? I didn't. Oh man, <laughs> it was so funny. He was great in it. He was also in uh, Spun. He played the the kid that had all the sores on his face. That was the drug addict. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, he he's done several uh, really good things. Uh, I can't. His name's uh, mistake. This was me. his best. Uh, yeah, this was really good I would for have him. To say. Uh, but yeah, so they just show his life on the road, man. Yep, and he's kind of being like taken care of by the Kate Hudson character. Yep. She's kind of a groupie, but not like a. And there's a group of groupies. Remember the other two girls? Not like a sleep with everybody all the time, right? They 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 played themselves off well, as like the higher echelon. Farusa Bach played that uh, character. Yeah, there were those groupies, <laughs> but she was like in the upper echelon. And the other girl right. from True Blood was yep. in this movie too. And uh, a Paquin. Yeah, Paquin from uh, the X Men movie. She played was Rogue. She in that? Yeah, uh, they were all super young, so it was like those three girls. But it was a really cool movie. It was like the and the music was great. The uh, the one, the only I, I mean I remember a few of the songs. The one I think of from the, most, the movie. That's, maybe it's the same one you think of the what, most. What is it? Tiny Dancer, man. Yeah, I think Tiny, Tiny Dancer. Dancer. Uh, and I also a like uh, and, and Simple Man yeah. came at a good yeah. time during the movie. But I, I really like and I never hear this on any other movie. Is but it's that Yes song. 
I oh, see yeah, all yeah. good people. I love yes. Yes, it's one of those things. Most people <laughs> think owner of a... <laughs> most people think owner of a... Owner of a Lonely Heart is, I think, where most people go. Yeah. They think yes, which is a great song, but it's completely different than their earlier kind Talk about operatic. Mm-hmm. Because they made a, yeah. they made a sound shift from the seventies to eighties. Like did. a lot of bands do. Uh, they did. Owner of the Lonely Hearts very eighties. Yes, it was pop thing. Daisy eighties. It had that, that jump stuff. sound. It. E- ELO was like that too, man. ELO was uh, very kind of yes orchestra. sounding. Yeah. Uh, we should mention in this movie too because he's one of my favorite people in this, and he doesn't come into the movie until like halfway through. Is Jimmy Fallon comes in as that oh, agent? Oh yeah, that's that, right. That takes over. I, I love forget. I love the feel that, that he gives. He's like, can you get front row seats? Uh, front row seats at uh, like uh, this venue. I can do that for you. Can you arrange five people who can do this? I can do that for you. And he's just giving his spiel, and they like have no choice but to go with him afterwards. And there's that great scene of him walking down the airport because they can finally take a great airplane because right. the bus was breaking down. And remember the airplane it was had in problems, the, almost ready to crash. Didn't they all? They're say all. They're all like bunch of things they couldn't take back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. never do that. Yeah. Planes sometimes level up. Yeah. Uh, if it's getting ready to hit the uh, ground, you can scream it yeah. out. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Fallon admits to being in a hit and run and then one of the other admits to being in love with someone else on the plane yeah <laughs> remember and then it just straightens out and everybody's, yeah, and everybody's kind of like, looking awkwardly uh, at yeah. each other <laughs> what do we do yeah. now one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where uh, Billy Crudup goes to the house party when the guy pulls oh, over yeah, he says yeah, you wanna, yeah, yeah. You wanna go to you a party just, with just with some hang? good people and he's like yes yes I do yeah. <laughs> and then he takes all the acid and goes to the roof of the house I'm a golden god yeah <laughs> I, I, so I was in a band for bands and multiple bands and multiple different bands for two decades almost. Yep. And we didn't, we traveled locally. I think Savannah's the farthest we ever went. Mm-hmm. Away I have from fond Gainesville. memories of the, uh, the frat party you played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it was, was like in a, it was like in an empty pool. Yeah. Oh, nice. And I was there just as like a roadie and they were doing like a, uh, a military the, the combo. A military bunker theme that night at really? the, one of the frats here. It was the first frat party I ever went to. I remember everyone got so drunk that at some point one of the big frat boys and Dave did a duet of Every Rose as his yeah. as <laughs> I wish I had video frat of that. Frat parties? Awesome. I mean, I I laugh and mock. I don't mock them, but I laugh at kind of their... Oh, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. Culture, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had a lot of fun playing frat parties. Well, you had it the best. You could go in there and experience and get the yeah. fuck out. Well, that party, <laughs> they wanted us to play more, yeah. and then they stiffed us. So Brandon stole a whole case of Crown Royal, oh, like 12 my. bottles of oh, Crown Royal. Oh, shit, wow. that's awesome. I didn't like, oh, We got paid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We'll call it even. But another one we played, and you might have gone to that one too. It was over by AGH, where AGH was. It was at the Sigma something house. And we played for an hour and a half, and we got done, and they're like, Keep going, man. Keep going. I said we played every song we know. Yeah, and some yeah. that we don't know yeah. very well. <laughs> I remember your first, your worst like, venue. He's like, do it again. Oh, the worst venue. The Eddie C's. When I had to work the door. First of all, I was working the door with a bunch of drunk people who didn't want to biker uh, bikers. That oh, I had yeah. to take money from it. Mm-hmm. A couple of them I just let uh, get in, but there was yeah. one guy who tried to give me shit, and the uh, the bouncer just happened to be right there and pushed you know me how out we, of the way to get in. You the know how space. we turned that show around? Mm-hmm. They didn't like our music. Yeah. So I started. It was, saying, it was like a blues brother. I started saying rawhide. No, I started. Saying my songs were old songs by other bands that they knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is an old. Uh, well yeah, you would play sir. like uh, Judas Priest, and I, at some point, someone uh, literally said, uh, said, play some Skinnerd. And I think you played like a few a lines few of it. A few bars of it. But this, the thing that was bad with yeah. this was. Uh, 
Not oh, Brandon. Uh, what's his name? Jake broke a bass string. He broke a bass string. He didn't bring extras. Oh, so shit. He had to, he we had, had to go, go home. home. I had to drive still, him. And I was still taking money oh, at the door. And I was like, how God. am I going to take money if the band's not even on the fucking thing? I, oh. This thing is a disaster. <laughs> we, made, we made a bunch of money, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't make a ton of money. Those, that, it wasn't uncommon to have those. I've played for... I've I've been paid a lot Sometimes of money to play for disasters. six people before. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I always sold out. The, I always sold it. I played just as hard and jumped around because when, when yeah. I got by the time I got to Frozen Cobra, I was playing guitar at such a high level. Mm-hmm. I was I don't know if you ever came when you saw me. I would lie on my back and play guitar solos and just flop around yeah, the yeah. stage, oh, and wow. jump around. I was very animated stuff. You, you probably can't imagine me doing now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine me doing. That. You just gotta go with it too. With that, when the shit starts going bad, I remember we uh, we had a viewing of our first movie at that oh. Comic grounds, and everything was bad. Everything. The audio was not the working. Didn't work. The, the, it throws up at and... one point and everything. And after a while, we were. I don't even know if we finished it. We were like, "Fuck it, let's just go." The Atlantic. <laughs> we did have a good one. The Atlantic. Oh, most of them turned out really well. The, uh, the one we had at the. At uh, the Irish pub was kind of rough. Oh, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, but people are there to drink, so you got people. Yeah, we weren't charging anybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best viewings we had were at the Hippodrome for sure, because then it was like people and everyone had liquor and everything. Uh, so those premieres were awesome. But I was on a bunch of those soundtracks. Yeah, Frozen Cobra stepped it up. <laughs> what movie were we talking about? <laughs> almost famous. Almost famous. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty far. We were almost famous. That's how we were. Yeah, right? We were never <laughs> close to famous. Well, that's that's our the, the, the pre brothers story. Yeah. Uh, never even close. <laughs> 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 By Justin Pfizer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit, dude. I want I want portions of that. Book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So my number four, and this was a movie that I saw. Before most people, because no one saw it in the, in the movie theater for the most part, and I worked at a video store and had a screener copy of it, and I remember bringing it home, and we were living in Deep Creek, oh, nice. uh, and I watched it with Ed one night, and I remember watching half of it, and then we paused it so Ed could go smoke a cigarette, and we sat outside, and we were like, this movie is fucking crazy, dude, and it was, uh, I don't know the date, I didn't write my dates down today, but it's uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I bet you can get oh, close. Yeah. yeah, 92, 90. maybe. Ninety two four just for no. fun. No, it's not ninety four. I think Paul got it. Ninety two or ninety three. Uh Reservoir ninety two because it's gotta I be was up here in ninety I moved here in ninety three yeah. and I think ninety two. Ha nice. <laughs> I knew he was gonna get it. <laughs> so Reservoir Dogs. See, the, the, if you make notes just you the remember? act of making the notes helps you remember. Yeah, like exactly. he'll make notes just because he forgot them doesn't mean it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's up there rolling around someplace. But Reservoir Dogs was the first Quentin Tarantino movie, and I could tell you a little bit about Quentin Tarantino here. So he he worked as a video store clerk in California, and his mother was in the business a little bit. So she kind of had an in where he could go in there, and he wrote two scripts before he did his first movie, which was uh, Reservoir Dogs. But the two scripts he wrote before this was Natural Born Killers and True Romance. And he sold the scripts, and, and they, one was made by Tony Scott, and one was made and by Oliver Stone, it. and they killed it. And because of him selling that, he got attention from Harvey Keitel. And Harvey Keitel knew his, uh, had a connection with his mom, too. So Harvey Keitel met with him. And Harvey Keitel basically championed this movie. Him and Quentin went around and got Tim Roth. They got Michael Madsen. They got Steve Buscemi. Uh, I like it when the actors are really involved. You know? Get attached early and yeah. say, hey, if you're trying to raise financing, tell them I'm on board. Yeah. If you get nine or ten people involved, director, lighting... They can't not the formula is there for them. They have to give you the money, yeah, right? Because it, it's going to make money 
because yeah. he's got all these guys. Because of the it. cast alone, yeah. And he was a superstar when this kind of ended, or he was on everyone's radar when it ended, and then Pulp Fiction came next, and boom, he just that, blew yeah. up. And <laughs> plus, his interviews were crazy. really any yeah. watches any of his oh, earlier yeah, interviews. Absolutely. It's like oh, yeah. it's like what he's the got fuck ADHD. Is wrong with you? Like, it's like he's yeah. got ADHD. I love him though. He tells these stories that I can yeah. completely relate to. A lot of the ways that how he was when he was younger is how I am now. He's like. Uh, I remember him talking about his routine when he's he's a huge Brian De Palma fan. He's just like, I'm the biggest Brian De Palma fan anyone uh, knows. He's my favorite director. Huh. And he says, I have a routine when a new Brian De Palma movie comes out, I see it five times in the theater. The first time I go by myself. The second time I'll go by myself again, but I'm a little bit, I, I get more of the information. The third one I'll start seeing with other people. So huh. the third one I'll go see with somebody uh, else and I'll... I'll uh, and then the the next time I'll see it, but I'll see it at a time where I can talk to it uh, during it and everything. So it's a very intense kind of thing he's going through. Interesting. Uh, but you think about how the impact uh, that some of the songs have in this, and I mentioned earlier where a spe- specific song can really change a scene. Like, can you hear uh, Stuck in the Middle with You and not think of someone's torturing somebody? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. No. Every how, single time. How crazy was that scene when that happened? Because oh. there was nothing like that when it happened. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, that scene, Dave. The with the, Michael Madsen. The, the one with Michael Madsen playing the music and uh, it was the, so sadistic. Yeah. Whoa! Sorry. I guess that's that was an angry cat. Somebody, <laughs> somebody has spoken. You talk about it. I'm gonna go deal with the angry cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can do that for you. So. Michael Madsen, and the movie is about a heist that kind of goes bad, and then uh, Michael Madsen, on the way out of the heist, snatches a cop, sticks him in the trunk of his car. You've yeah. seen this movie. So oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and at some point, they bring him in, and they tie him to the chair. Yeah, and they leave him with... And uh, they leave him with Michael Madsen, who yeah. is like the most sadistic motherfucker in the room. Yeah. And the one person you shouldn't leave him with. Right. And uh, you've got Tim Roth, who is one of the... Uh, uh, Who's one of the? Uh, that was a long scene Mr. too. Pink? That, that last no, that was Steve Buscemi. Oh, that's uh, right. Mr. Orange was uh, Tim Roth, who was on the ground bleeding to death. Why do have to be Wally Mr. Brown? King. Mr. Brown's like Mr. Shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what happens is the the other members of the gang leave and they leave. Tim Roth's on the ground bleeding to death. Michael Madsen's there and he knows that he's just going to torture the hell out of this guy. He even t- doesn't he even uh, tell him it's like. Yeah. Not, he's just not he's yeah. doing it he's I don't care what you have to yeah. say I don't yeah. care what you have to say yeah. Yeah. or what you know yeah. or what you don't know and yeah. so he plays this uh, and this was the one you were talking about with Stephen Wright on the soundtrack yeah. he cuts in and he, he has that really, K-hits of the uh, 70s yeah. super 70s super hits of the 70s and K-Rock uh, K-Rock and yeah. he's got that mm. very kind of dr- monotone. monotone voice yeah. it's yeah. just it perfect great. for this uh, so then he plays the Stuck in the Middle with You song and he starts by taking a uh a razor out. Straight razor. Well, first, yeah, he, he starts straight with a straight razor. razor, and he goes over there, and it's off camera, but you can see his arm moving, and you can tell that he's cutting his ear off. And, uh, and then he, talks then he, he literally holds it in front of him. He's talking, hey, what's that? What's oh, that? no, they, they show him. Well, that's afterwards. Oh, okay, Not yet. Okay. He's talking to it, and then when they show the... Then he dumps all the gasoline on him, and once the gasoline's on him, they show it clear as day. Right. It's like sliced off his head, and you can see the muscle, and you can see all that nastiness and everything. And he's getting real close to like lighting him up when Tim Roth just body pops up off the ground yeah. and puts like six bullets in Michael Madsen's chest and it's such an intense, intense yeah, scene. Yeah, dude. Man. Oh my gosh. And uh, what's your favorite scene from Resident Evil? My Dogs? favorite scene, I, I have to, 
has to be the diner, I guess. That's interesting. That's one of my favorite scenes. When they're scenes. all talking around the table. Because from a screen... They're all doing their all different little things. That like set a new standard for screenwriting, where you could actually mention other pop culture things in your movie. Plus, they're all stepping on each other. Yeah. Kind of like we do. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole tipping conversation that they have yeah. with Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. and everything. I paid for the meal. You put up a fucking tip. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I won't do this. Yeah. I don't care what you would do. Normally, you know I got him over here with Madonna with Big Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Chang, Charlie Wong, yeah. with fucking Charlie Chang. <laughs> it's just the chaos, it's chaos, and they're friends and they're joking. And well, the, a lot of these actors we haven't mentioned too. There's uh, well, Quentin's in it. Quentin's plays Mr. Brown, uh, and the guy who plays Mr. Blue is a real. Uh, he's he has like a similar life as like the machete guy. Uh-huh. They're like lifelong prisoners. Yeah, yeah. He was in prison for real life, so uh-huh. he's the real deal. And they yeah. got Eddie Eddie Guerrero or Eddie something like that. But the the main guy, you know, the Lawrence Tierney guy, who mm-hmm. is the. Uh, He's like, no, never mind what you normally would yeah, do. Yeah. He's a crazy motherfucker, and if you watch the making of it, Chris Penn talks about the weird shit he does, really, and that really? he like, don't invite him over your house; he'll never leave, and he just does weird shit. And oh everything. wow! And he's like, really? He's like, is that guy gonna leave, or is he just is he the real deal? Yeah. So Chris Penn was dropping nice. some serious. Chris we should Penn mention Chris great. Penn. He was so fucking yeah. good in this that movie. That scene in the in the office when he comes and sees the for the first time when he gets him out of jail. Oh yeah, yeah. I love the scene where he's talking. Uh, where they're just driving in the car together, and uh, uh, Chris Penn's talking about the the female cop. You're under arrest, sugar, uh, and uh, the different stories that he's telling these guys. And you can tell that they're just driving around in a car, riffing off each other. Right. But, but Quentin's dialogue is so good that you know it's yeah, not exactly. You, it's enjoyable. It's, yeah. When you've got dialogue so well that you don't need yeah. to improvise it. Right. Uh, Oliver Stone's like that. I remember in uh, in Wall Street, Martin Sheen wanted to improvise one line, and he did it, and Oliver Stone called him out, and he's like, "That's not that line's not in the script. You don't say that line." Oh wow! He yeah. <laughs> was like, "Okay." Damn. So I guess some directors and writers are like really. I like, imagine I'm a, I'm Kubrick. A, I imagine Kubrick is like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see Kubrick being that way. But as a writer myself, if someone else can bring a line yeah, yeah. that's that's better and, and it bonus. gets the same point across that I'm trying to get, and I and I enjoy it, I'll I'll, I'll clearly and let that's it what. Stay separates people from being good and being great if you're i mean you can be great but you have to already be great oh yeah but if you're good you can be great if you just let the influence around come to you use your actors use that's what they're for they're pain in the ass i tell you what if you made a movie with say like puppets or something yeah (coughs) yeah it would be great because you wouldn't have it's like these voiceover actors hey here I could deal with a voiceover like like (laughs) really good actors don't even come in to read for you you know you 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 know my, uh, you know my library of stuff I've done and this and that. I'm, I don't need to uh, read for you. Who was I? I was seeing somebody the other day talking about how the, just the, uh, the process of uh, coming in and auditioning is like so horrible, man. It's oh, such I a bet. horrible, grueling process. No, oh, it was Jimmy Fallon and Amy Adams. They were talking about it and they said they hated it. And Amy Adams was like, I was the type of girl that dressed up like I'm going to be a cheerleader. I'm coming, showing up at the audition dressed like a cheerleader. Right. Yeah. Well, said, you have to any do extra you have edge to you can it. get that could put that kind of in someone's head, and that's what's great about yeah. like Quentin's movies. They're all actors from the 70s for the most part. That's why I use Robert Forster and Jackie Brown. That's why I use Pam Greer. A lot of his uh, old stuff are like Frank Nero, who's uh, who played the original Django in Ch- Unchained, mm-hmm. who was actually in uh, the, the new version yeah. too. He packs his movies filled. Like that new Manson one, I guarantee he's going to throw a lot of big stars that oh, we yeah, haven't yeah, seen yeah, in a long time. Things. Well, putting Burt Reynolds in it is huge because uh, 
he was obviously a huge uh, figurehead. They're going to do mostly the, the Tate and LaBianca murders. They're going to work into a lot of things. Knowing him, it's going to be a three-hour movie. So, but it's mainly focused on the house next to the Tate house, which is where Brad Pitt and uh, maybe Leo live. I don't know what they're doing in it. So he's very keeping it under wraps because you remember how bad it was when the Hateful Eight script got out. Oh yeah, and he was going to cancel it. He was going to uh, cancel, cancel the movie, movie altogether because it leaked. And now he's uh, they're so they're doing is, watermarks. They're, control of that pe- people are doing crazy stuff. Like uh, I had heard, uh, Paul leaves his in no, Starbucks on tables. <laughs> I heard that Beyonce and Jay Z released a different name for the baby initially, just to see who would leak it oh, to different people. Nice. They would do different names to different yeah. people because if it got out, then they know they leaked it. That's crazy. So, That's awesome. <laughs> very crazy and clever, but yeah, Reservoir Dogs, man. If you <laughs> haven't seen... That means you don't trust your friends Yeah, either, that's exactly much. what it does to you, but <laughs> I, I'm sure that's how uh, Qu- Quentin uh, is now because I, I have a feeling it was one of the... It was either Tim Roth or Michael Madsen's script that got out. It wasn't them that released it, but it was their script, I think, that ended up getting out of uh, someone's hands. Ooh, oh, man. Mad. So, yeah, you'd have to watch you it next Not time. like someone's going to make it before you make it. Yeah, <laughs> it's your script, yeah, but right? You want to keep the mystery around. So exactly. Reservoir Dogs, man, as far as soundtracks go, it's, it's right up there. When I think that, that little green bag, when they're oh, yeah. walking in front of the uh, the brick wall at the beginning yep. and everything in slow-mo, I mean, he worked that, those songs in really, really well. All right, Justin, what you got for you, number three? All right, number three, we got Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise. Oh, Forrest Gump. I ain't a smart man. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba's my greatest bestest friend. My greatest bestest friend. <laughs> I can just quote uh, Forrest Gump all day long. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just, every once in a while, get drawn into clicking on those websites where it says, you'll never believe what movies got wrong. Like, oh, they right? have tiny little different things. Yeah, yeah. Right. And remember when Gary Sinise... He got the letter that he invested in Apple shares. Yeah. Like, Apple wasn't a public company yet at the time that they Oh, well, <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> that's funny. But, yeah, I, you know, and that's just... It, I loved the way that they intertwined that story with so much of American history. Oh, yeah. You know, like... <laughs> yeah, it was great. Music-wise, they it's very similar to, like, uh, Good Morning Vietnam or even... Yeah. Uh, not as much... I guess early, early in it was... Uh, uh, a little bit of the Stand By Me stuff, but it was more 60s and 70s well, stuff. But remember, he taught Elvis to dance. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. So, like, he put the smiley face from wiping the mud out of his face. Exactly. <laughs> that you know? one was a stretch. He drank <laughs> too much Dr. Pepper's in front of uh, Lyndon right. Johnson. <laughs> right. You know, and uh, he called on the Watergate. You know, yeah, oh, man. so much fun. Stuff some people it was a fun lights. movie. Yeah, this was, was uh, I think it was Zemeckis, right? Zemeckis, I think. I think so. Zemeckis did this, yeah. and this was an interesting enough. Uh, this was a two disc set. The uh, the soundtrack, because the soundtrack exactly. Was huge, yeah, man. no, it was it, huge. A lot of good stuff. Some doors. I think yeah. at the time it might have been the first double disc soundtrack to come out. Really? Double disc soundtrack. Yeah. Maybe. I know. Huh. Kids these days are like, double disc? What's that? <laughs> More songs. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there are... This was one of those movies I went a long time without seeing it because it was one of those things that everyone, everyone... would suck its balls for, like, anytime they talk <laughs> about how it. how you looked at it? <laughs> they were like, oh, you haven't seen it? You gotta yeah. see it, yeah. man. You gotta yeah. see it. It's like when people saw The English Patient. You haven't seen The English Patient? I haven't seen uh, it. <laughs> so I intentionally went... And I was kind of pissed because it beat out uh, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption for a lot of the Oscars that oh, year. Oh, did it really? It was that year, man, fucking That's 94 or 95 was around. That's tough. It was either 94 or 95 Oscars. Uh, 
I think there were 94 movies, but 95 Oscars was like a stellar uh, group of people yeah, up there. Uh, and uh, never go full retail. So, so I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of went against it for a while. So I, I think it was out for like a year before I saw it. Uh-huh. And then when I saw it, I was like, "Well, this is a great movie. I can see why people like it." Yeah, and it's Tom Hanks, man. I mean, Tom Hanks doing Tom his Hanks thing. being great. And there was like, the way the movie was structured. If you didn't like one scene, yeah, or the way one thing was going, it really right. was. Wait a few minutes. There's really yeah. like five parts to this movie. At least, I mean, but maybe the Vietnam more. part, uh, the ping pong part, the ping pong part, the part where he him, found or him Gary running Sinise. at the end. Yeah. I mean, he found Gary Sinise later, and they were in the hotel with the hookers. <laughs> yeah, she tastes like cigarettes. You know? <laughs> Me and Dave were talking Something earlier about uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a million dollar wound, but I never saw a penny. <laughs> <laughs> he was so good in that movie too. Oh yeah, and he went on did heat he was great in that I, Bubba Gump. that's right he'll always be Bubba Gump but yeah, yeah. Uh, me Bubba and Dave Gump. were talking earlier about the curious case of Benjamin Buttons how oh, it yeah. really has a lot of Forrest Gump feeling to it mm-hmm. you know because it dealt with over time and getting to see people age and you right. got to see Sally Field age being his mother and Jenny and everything and yeah feeling bad for Forrest because Jenny really was kind of a bitch, man. Oh, uh, yeah. She's dude. just she, a bitch, she man. She treated him too. She, she ended it, up... She took care she, of her all the way to her friggin' death and she, had, she still kind of, you know... She had AIDS when she came back to him. Like, yeah. They never said that. In, in fact, the producers have come out and said that that's not what she had. Well, at the time, they every, you know, yeah. AIDS was a huge epidemic and... and she was a slut. It was, yeah. <laughs> she and, has some unknown viral disease. Yeah, yeah I don't know something that they've we'll never it. seen before yeah. that attacked her own body. Well, do you, re- I, you, you remember who played this little kid? Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. Yep. Yep. First thing we ever saw, young. man. Yeah, he went you on didn't to see, see dead, dead people. people. I know, right? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I see. Bus, That's what growing up with Forrest Gump will do to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see Jenny. He's so smart, Jenny. I see Jenny. Yeah. That would have been a great like SNL skit or, or, or yeah, or like know? the scary movie or something. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Marlon, you missed it on yeah, that. Yeah, I know, man. right? I like the parts. I like when they were out on the boat. I love that stuff. I love oh, the Vietnam yeah, stuff, man. The Vietnam stuff was some of my Vietnam favorites. stuff was great. Man, tuck that lip in. Get it caught on tripwire. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding, right? Gary Sinise was so funny. Man. He was great in that, you know. <laughs> Captain Dan, you got legs. Yeah. Legs. <laughs> Even when he, he was on his downtrot and then uh, was getting the prostitutes. And Gary, this was one of the first, like, really next level thing that Gary Sinise did. You know, yes. Yeah. Then he became really huge, and uh, well, and I loved him in Ransom. We haven't talked about Ransom yet. Oh yeah, and he was really good in that. Also, though, I'm pretty sure. I mean, at least for me, that was the first time that I had ever seen that successful CGI. Oh where, yeah, where he it was didn't very have any legs. believable. Yeah. He didn't, you know, he didn't have any legs. And, and I saw the, the making metal. of it too. Yeah, it yeah, they like wrapped it. It in was green just, or... it's what they use today. It's that green green sleeve tape. That, yeah. Uh, well, it's like a sleeve that they put on there oh, just so you. the digital guy can eliminate it. Yeah. Yeah. They pinpoint that color. Unless you got our digital guy, he didn't need any of that stuff. Yeah. He does it anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he but, works on the cheap though. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, yeah, it's just a great movie, man. I'm trying to think of that one where Jenny's standing on the balcony and she's about to jump off, and it's just that. Oh, it's um, Skinner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's the same one as The Kingsman. I can just never. Oh yeah, that, it's Free Ride. Free Freebird. Freebird. Free 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Ride. Take it. That's easy. That's yeah. <laughs> Free Ride's Fog Hat. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, Forrest Gump, man. Awesome. Dave, what you got? There's sometimes a m- 
soundtrack gets bigger <laughs> he than... He always the, has this great intro. Yeah, folksy right? wisdom. So the thing about this. So yeah. the thing about this. In 1942... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Casey Kasem. <laughs> He's just coming to tell his facts. What movie was I talking Little about? Little Bichino. Oh, sometimes the soundtrack <laughs> is bigger than the movie or vice versa. But sure. every once in a while, they're both... Super big hits. Sure. And I think Wayne's World oh, yeah, has absolutely. to be one of those. So much so that they released a second one. A second soundtrack. Second soundtrack. Like, oh, so wow. much music to in the that first thing. movie? Yeah. yeah it's That's great. crazy. It's crazy, man. I mean, I, I don't know where to start to talk on this. Movie, I love. Uh, well, let's talk about some of the songs because you got Aero, uh, Aerosmith. Uh, did I think Dream On was on this? Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly, Alice I Cooper's. Na- I have them here. Oh, okay, Alice Cooper. Them. Let's see what I, what I can name though. Alice okay. Cooper's uh, yep. "Feed My Frankenstein." Yeah. Tia Carrera doing the uh, the Blix Cree Ballroom Bob. Blitz. Ballroom yeah. Blitz. Sorry. And she did another uh, uh, love song. Which shit. one was that? Uh, Why you want to break my heart? That's right. Oh hey, yeah, that's right. Break? That's where she had the snake on her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <They got it. laughs> we uh, both know there's not any film in this, this camera. camera. <laughs> I used to have this soundtrack. I played it over and over again. But yeah, I can't think of anything. Uh, name. Uh, I don't someone. even see your band. Well, Bohemian hey, Rhapsody. <laughs> oh, Bohemian Rhapsody you know? obviously is the the big one. I mean, that and one, that brought that song that absolutely revived back. Queen. People I, thought that was a new song. Yeah. You know? so, and yeah. there was another one. That Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver also. Oh, yeah. That became on the radio, yep. too. They hear oh. songs that are dead, buried. No one, only yeah. hardcore fans had it in their collection. Yeah. It's true. On this the radio really did a week that, after that. the movie came out, and it was on the radio. Dreamweaver played. Basically, the whole soundtrack was playing. Absolutely. And uh, this was one of those movies that I know I've mentioned in the past with Dave that uh, that people didn't just go see it once. They saw it two or three times. Oh, Dave yeah. saw it like three times in the theater. Yeah. I saw it twice in the it theater for sure. Great. Yeah. yeah, it was just one of those movies that was on everyone's... Silent Night Live was huge at that point anyways, and the Wayne's World sketch was huge at that point. Yeah, exactly. So everyone wanted to see this, and everyone was talking about yeah. it. Everyone the sketch was it. great because that's always when they brought in the guest star that didn't necessarily... was probably running the model. Like, yeah. was the guest star would come on to Wayne. Yeah. I yeah. had a, uh, a, a hat... A Wayne's World hat, just like uh, Mike Myers wore in mm. the movie. It just said Wayne's World on it. And, I was and you're like, a Mike Myers fan. And I love Mike Myers. He's one of my favorite guys. But I, the hat was just, I ended up finding some place and I bought it. I had a guy uh, at a gas station in, uh, at the down by Memorial Park, the corner there, the one Matt mm-hmm. used to work at, <clears throat> buy it off me for 20 bucks one day. Really? <laughs> I had owned it. I owned it for like five years. He's like, I'm going to a party as Wayne, man. I need that hat and everything. That's all crazy. Crazy. Yeah, no one would want to buy my sweat yeah. Yeah. hat. That's for sure. So I'll wash it first. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> but yeah. Foxy Lady. <clears throat> Foxy oh, Lady. Another one. Yeah, That's another one. <laughs> was it Garth going yeah. like with a little pause? No, the ear. Oh, the, yeah, the ear. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every time I hear it, I think of uh, Garth doing those ear things. Yeah, me too, yeah. absolutely. Donna Dixon. I get two mixed up I sometimes. I love you, Dream Woman. Two had a great soundtrack too, though, because yeah. two was very, yeah. uh, that had more, even more Aerosmith in it because they were in the... Uh, two was when they were trying the to they were trying to raise money to keep the public the, they were doing the, like, open. Lollapal- so they were doing, they were the doing their Lollapalooza thing. Lollap- Wayne-a-Palooza. Wayne-a-Palooza. Garth yeah. Palooza. What was it called? It had a name. I can't remember. I don't remember. My favorite guy on that was the was the burned out roadie. Yeah. Oh, yes. it was teaching him. Chris Farley. He's like pulled the mic stand over, and Chris Farley's running over trying to pick it up. He's like, yeah. "What was your uh, favorite part from uh, number one?" Number one, 
Ed O'Neill's <laughs> Ed O'Neill at the oh, donut shop. With a yes, great dude. <laughs> yes. Steam rising from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what the, the fuck? Indians and then they're just like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, that's weird. Follow <laughs> me over this way. <laughs> How about you, Justin? What's your favorite team? Uh, I, similar, probably Garth with the Foxy Lady. Well, yeah, yeah, that one. Or when they first start making fun of the sponsor. Oh, uh, with the cue um, cards. Oh, Murray yeah, brother. Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, yeah. you know, and yeah, Colleen the Camp cards. is a giant tool. And yeah. Co- Colleen Camp with his was his wife, the woman That's from right. uh, you Clue. You oh did really God. good, yeah. honey. I, there was a big reaction up in that booth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they love you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sphincter says what? What? Uh, Sphincter says what? I know. I'm, I'm tossed between with my... <laughs> when Garth beats the yeah. mechanical hand. Yeah. 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 He's got like the rage. Yeah. Was, now, here's where I'm confused. When Garth was dating the supermodel. That was the second one. That was the second That one. was Kim Basinger. He's yeah. a dead man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you get rid of my husband, you can have him anytime you want. <laughs> yeah. My uh, favorite scenes is uh, I'm kind of a tie. I love the stuff with Garth and Laura from Boyle. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the crazy yeah. ex-girlfriend. Yeah. What do you think I should do? Get, get over, over it. it. Go away. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I don't even have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I need to accessorize a gun rack. Yeah. Uh, but I love the sponsor stuff that they're making fun of with the... Uh, Cue cards. No, no, no. With the uh, uh, We Won't Bow Down. Oh, We Won't Bow Down. Yes. And then yes. he, he lifts the Domino's lid. He's and all decked out in yeah, Reebok. And Reebok at one yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I bet, th- I bet they got money, too, for that. Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. It was like a joke. It got them a ton of money. It was a joke that got the sponsor I yeah think. and the uh one of the best callbacks ever was the uh the t2000 and t1000 oh yeah, yeah. yes dude <laughs> have you seen this kid yeah have you <laughs> seen just, this boy <laughs> so, ah! <laughs> uh, the uh, big movie i guess it was probably only six months before was the terminator 2 so yeah. yeah it was it was something that you could put in the movie that everyone knew then you did the scooby-doo endings and you had <laughs> what's his name playing right? the Asshole who played an asshole. Just, he played an asshole just as much as a cool guy. Put the, yeah. ju- put the flashlight down, Russell. Yeah, <laughs> the flashlight down. <laughs> when he the, yeah. If Russell was an ice cream flavor, he'd be pralines <laughs> and dick. <laughs> when he disarms, the, he disarms, uh, disarms by taking the, the battery. Yeah. No, he disarms the flashlight and the batteries fall. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of us. Yeah. Uh, I love what it. What a man. silly movie. It was great. Oh, though. It was so good. Man. I love it. <laughs> So yeah, Excuse great me. one, great soundtrack. Pantera, I think, was on. Wasn't it the bar scene? Didn't wasn't Pantera? No, I don't think Pantera was on the ads. <laughs> no, but Pantera is on one of my future movies on here. Oh, nice! But this next movie here is a movie because we we've, we've been mentioning so far some really high level kind of almost award winning movies or high level in there. <laughs> this is not one, one of those. Movies. This is not. Uh, this is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I walked out of this movie. Oh wow! Uh, when it was in the theater. So this is one uh, of the ones we were talking about yeah. where the soundtrack's since better. No, I have since come around. Oh, okay. uh, I went revisited it like three or four years later, and I was like, "All right, I get this movie now." And the reason that I walked out of it, and uh, my wife experienced something similar to this, where she went and saw, uh, she went to the theater to see From Dust Till Dawn, and was loving the hell out of it for the first twenty minutes, and did not realize it was a vampire. movie movie and all of a sudden oh, people no. turn to vampires she's like what the fuck yeah and no one likes the kind of the the rug pulled out from under you and that was kind of this with me with this movie i know it's a long build-up now did she walk out <laughs> uh no she saw it on dvd or something oh. but anyways the world's ended that for me but i liked it yeah 
But anyways, so uh, this movie is Last Action Hero. Yes. Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love that movie. And the problem I had with it is, is they really build this movie as a crazy, crazy action movie that's going to be the biggest action movie of the summer and we were huge me and my cousin were on uh, my friend steve were huge action fans we watched everything schwarzenegger was in like everybody else at the time and couldn't wait to see it and we didn't realize how much blatant like stupid hot shots as comedy that was put in this movie they didn't right they didn't tell you that before you went and saw the movie so you either had to enjoy it or didn't <laughs> so you didn't realize danny devito was going to be a cartoon cat yeah. in the movie or you didn't realize <laughs> no. that the kid was going to get shot in front of the moon and look like et on his bike right uh and, and some of the silliness to it so i it turned us off and at the uh Somewhere in the middle of it, we kind of all looked at each other and like, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's go do something. Right else. before it yeah. got good. Uh, yeah, yeah, right? it, it yeah. literally was. It was right yeah. before it got good. Right before they, you realized the time travel possibilities where Charles Dance got the ticket and went back in time and everything, yeah. which is what we should have stuck around for because that's when the movie got really, really good. Yeah. But watching it now, realizing that it's funny and it's campy and everything, it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, the one of my favorite scenes is them going into uh, Blockbuster. Going to Blockbuster yeah. and seeing mm. the Terminator 2 of the top of it is. And it's Stallone. Yeah. And then seeing Schwarzenegger uh, next to it saying, what are you talking about? I love this movie. He was so great. It's yeah. one of his best. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Yeah. So just to give you a little backstory on Last Action Hero, and it's it's our take on the kind of cheesiness of action movies, and it's done in a clever way <laughs> where this little kid who loves action movies gets this golden ticket, and he can actually go into Remember the Remember Harry Houdini gave the guy who yeah. owned the theater yeah. the ticket. And Robin Pinsky, the guy from uh, uh, Christine, played the, the guy who owned the theater. Oh, yeah. The guy who would let him uh, work on his car uh, at his place. Yeah, he was that guy who uh, gave him the ticket. So then he was able to go into the films, and the inside the film there was – Ton of big actors in this. Uh, uh, Anthony Quinn and uh, what's his name? <laughs> Norton Short from uh, they, friggin' Honeymoon. Yeah, when they were in the blockbuster, oh, wow. they're like, Art Carney was his cousin that he killed at the beginning. Yeah, when they were oh, in the yeah. when they were in the blockbuster, he's like, "This is not right. Look at her. She's way too pretty to be working." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone's beautiful. And, <laughs> so like, it's what you think an action movie would be, and if you get sucked into it, right, uh, you can take six bolts to the chest if you're wearing uh, the right thing, and it won't kill you. Every gunshot will send you flying across. The room yeah, and everything you can't it, punch through a glass window. Yeah, you could just well, you can. You can, That's, uh, like you you can do all this crazy stuff. So, uh, at at some point, uh, and I should mention the villain and who is absolutely amazing and, and really the best part of this movie is Charles Dance. Yeah, uh, who I, I'm a huge Charles Dance film. I've been watching him really early in his career, even like uh, Alien Three, and I'm not sure what came first, Alien Three the or chicken. Last Action Hero. <laughs> <laughs> But he was fantastic in both those movies, and now he's even bigger in uh, the Game of Thrones. Um, that's right. He was stuff. the Lannister. Well, yeah, and he was the head Lannister. That's remember, funny. He I worked, forgot that yeah. that was him. He worked for the uh, for the mobster. Like he was an underling of the boss yeah, of Anthony you know? Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he had some feature that was different about it. what was it? Oh, his removable glass eye. Yeah. So he had one that was a uh, a target, yeah. like a bullseye, mm-hmm. a red one, and then he mm-hmm. had one that was the, the smiley, smiley face. face. Yeah, and then he had another one that was like a red Ooh. cat's eye. Yeah, and then yeah. he kept pulling them in and out, and it was just fantastic. it was oh, such man. a fun movie. So it was cool. really fun. At, at some point, and the music. Talk about the music. 
Well, that's I mean, that's what did it for me, man. I had the soundtrack, and uh, I don't even need to uh, refer to remember all the uh, songs that are on this. That the two has, big ones. ACDC's were Big hits. Gun was huge, man. Oh, wow. Big Gun. Uh, Angry Again had one of Megadeth's best songs. Angry Again. It was really, really great. It had one of. Uh, I'm a huge Def Leppard fan, but it had one of their worst songs on it, which was uh, Two Steps Behind. It was they like, got paid. It was I'll this cheesy, yeah. cheesy <laughs> radio play song that I didn't much care for. But one of my. I uh, had one of the best uh, Alice in Chains songs, What the Hell Have I. Uh, Anthrax had the Anthrax song, Poison in My Eyes. Love Did it have song. two ACDC songs? Uh, two Alice in Chains songs. It was two Alice. Yeah. Angry Again was on Angry there. Again was uh, the Megadeth song. Megadeth. Uh, Big Gun was ACDC. Uh, Dream what movie On was Thunderstruck had Dream from? I can't, uh, Thunderstruck. Why do I... That was on Razor's Edge album. I don't think but it was But it was on a movie. It was a movie soundtrack. Yeah, at some point. On a movie point. soundtrack. But it wasn't... It wasn't uh, it wasn't big like that. No, I mean it wasn't its vehicle to get. I like mean, that. I, I even remember it kind of the movie disappointed people a little bit. Uh, yeah, some people. So people did. used to always me. say they'd always say the soundtrack was great. Oh, uh-huh. soundtrack was amazing in this movie. Like, I remember going with my friends and uh, uh, we all bought it. We all bought the CD for it, and uh, <laughs> we walked out of this movie, but the music was awesome. I know, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a, uh, another one like that that's not on, not on my list, but the soundtrack was fantastic, but I didn't care for the movie at all, was the Spawn soundtrack. Spawn oh, soundtrack really? was awesome, man. It, it had a, they did a thing where they took like a, uh, a, uh, a DJ and they blended them with a heavy metal guy so there was like chemical brothers and marilyn manson and there was like filter and like dj icy or something so they went down the list and they would just pair them together and so a lot of more songs that you had heard before but now they're they're doing that crazy remix phase uh that uh rob zombie got into it for a while there for a while there everything rob zombie did he did the normal album and then he would release it two years later the remix of it really and then they would do the new one and then a remix version and sometimes that remix version was great man yeah uh the band fear factory used to do that they had one called uh d manufacture which is like a crazy death metal uh album that my wife actually loves she's a huge fear factory fan and uh but they redid it with like <laughs> you wouldn't an, know it looking at it. <laughs> yeah, well, they uh, they redid it with an electronic feel, and instead of demanufacture, they called it remanufacture, and it was it's amazing. I'll I'll never listen to demanufacture after remanufacture came out. So much better. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so last action hero man, nice. It was fun. Great soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah good movie. <clears throat> uh, all right, number two. two, we got. Let's see here, Tupac Shakur. Um, gridlocked i love it yeah <laughs> um and you know there weren't uh marlon wayans was in this bernie mack was in this um there was this? Uh, i know this movie i've only seen it once above the rim yeah i have never seen it only oh all right well justin can give you the the breakdown all right so let's talk music i assume tupac's got some music oh, in yeah, this. he He's don't got... play in no movie i love tupac man tupac was uh in my opinion tupac's on level with jim morrison and kurt cobain and he he was a brilliant poet and uh, lyricist, and we lost something seriously bad when he died. Absolutely. Um, so his featured song on this was called Pain, and um, he also did Pour Out a Little Liquor. Um, both of those were awesome. Um, I can also spot his lyrics anywhere when I hear his voice. Like, a lot of people wonder who the oh, hell yeah. that is. And I, for some reason, Tupac's voice sticks in my head more than anybody else's. Oh, yeah. He's got a very, absolutely, like, you know My opinion him. always got shafted for the California Love song because I think Dre got more uh, credit than uh, 
than Tupac did because Dre started. He's trying. He's trying to start some. Hey, no. some friction. Some West Coast <laughs> West Coast beef. West Coast East yeah. Coast friction. <laughs> was, it, was it bad enough <laughs> against West and East, not yeah. West and West? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, no, right. I, you know that. Yeah, that was a great song, um, which we might be talking about oh, later. Well, we'll hold off. Um, maybe I'll suck its balls later. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, you had. Uh, Nate Dogg and Warren G with an epic song, Regulate. And I know y'all aren't real familiar, but I, I, I mean, when <laughs> Justin I, was floored when we didn't know that I, I couldn't believe He's it, like, man. He's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah, you like, know this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, it has clips from Young Gun. Right? Yeah. Um, it, I, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> the, oh, the, 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 the lyrics are, yeah, I thought you were talking about the video. Um, yeah, because oh, they're like, regulators, <laughs> mount up, you know. And, uh, the Chuck Sheen. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you gotta call him Chuck when you, when you talk about hip hop. <laughs> it's Chuck Sheen. Um, That's yeah. a street name. So uh, the soundtrack was just absolutely amazing, and there's other people on it too, but um, basically it's a basketball movie, and this it's it, it's focused around this kid who's in high school. I didn't guess that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it could um, be about a toilet. <laughs> hey, you never know. You know, the rim of a canyon. I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's based around this kid who's a, a high school basketball star. Um, is it and Tupac? It's, the, uh, that's Tupac? No, um, Tupac is like the neighborhood drug dealer. Oh, okay. Um, Man, when I think of this movie, the only image I think of is Tupac pulling that razor blade out of his mouth. I know. That's oh, my like, favorite. Uh, like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. The way he does that is just absolutely that's amazing. That's how I think of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was no, hiding a razor blade? Yeah, so he had a razor blade in his mouth, and he's talking to this guy about tricks that he picked up, you know, growing up. And he's like, the other guy's talking about basketball, and he's like, funny, I never learned that. And he just kind of goes like this with his hand, and just out of nowhere, he just pulls a razor blade out of his mouth, and then just sucks it back up yeah. and it's, it's like a magic trick and I like mean, i always keep this here yeah and it's just always here and he ends up he um he ends up slicing bernie mac up with it to oh, death you, you, you gotta know. show him using it if you're gonna show yeah. him razor yeah um, bernie uh, mac too i totally forgot bernie mac was in this movie yeah he was um he played <laughs> once in a while he'll do something that's like whoa yeah yeah no and he wasn't funny you bad know santa. what i mean he was a homeless <laughs> what'd he, you say bad santa <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, no, he was he was like a homeless drug addict who you know used to be a, a basketball star and his life just didn't. Man, go that right. must be really early on too in his career. When was this movie come out? This was before House Party Three. It was, was ninety four. So this was probably around the same time as House Party Three. Probably. I loved him at House Party Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. We used to call you Jawbone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so it's just kind of so. There's this basketball tournament that's hosted and there's a big cash prize mm-hmm. and. The team that this kid plays for for his high school team is going to enter as their own like separate team to it. Well, Tupac is also going to form his own separate yeah. team, so he's trying to recruit. They all use the- some stars for this movie, so, like actors or actually athletes. I wonder. They probably use some NBA people. Um, I don't think there was any NBA because it was all like high school. He uh, what's it, the one? Oh, I I was thinking blue chips for a second there. I know oh, they use yeah. Penny Hardaway. Oh yeah, not to Shaq. go too far off, yeah. but have you watched ever watched any of that? Any street ball? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. On videos yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's it's hot it's sauce a lot and more, Spider and the it's professor. More it's fun almost, to watch. Yeah, than, it's uh, more than fun to watch the NBA. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell you that incredible. much. I mean, yeah. they, there's a lot of traveling, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it's, but it's amazing. Yeah. Oh baby, yeah, yeah, yeah. make some know? shots. Okay. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Even watching like uh, White Man Camp Jump, you get a lot of that. Yeah, that yeah, for absolutely. We going to Sizzler. Um, and so basically. 
there's some romance, but there's a lot of advice given, and it's a look at the inner city, and you know, it, you know, it, it's a basketball version it's like of the Boys ba- in the Hood. Yeah, the, you uh, know, basketball is kind of the background to a lot of stuff happening right. within that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it, it's just a really. I don't want to. If anybody hasn't seen it, I don't necessarily want to go into the end and everything. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm raising my hand. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, but also, I mean, the soundtrack's incredible. I remember specifically when I I was like the last week of eighth grade and we were having like a, a field trip to a park and everybody was going swimming and I bought I brought my boom box mm-hmm. and I just had the above the rim soundtrack nice and just listened to it on repeat for the entire day <laughs> and everybody there just was so happy you got some you got you know, some cred too oh yeah absolutely nice. bro. um and everybody loved it. I mean nobody said like turn that off or play something else that's all anybody wanted to hear at that time. And that's why I'm like, nice. I can't believe you guys didn't hear that, you know, but and that's what, what's interesting about soundtracks at that time, because like with Wayne's world and stuff like that, uh, when these movies were out, everyone owned these soundtracks. So everyone was playing, them. right? Yeah. Everyone yeah. was playing them. They were playing key songs on the radio and everything. So uh, when, was it around the time that it had come out? The, when you were playing that music, oh yeah, the, it, was, the it was it was right. Was then. Like, I was a music. Yeah. I would have to be if I was going to be honest. I was say I was a music snob through the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't until I went to Amsterdam, and then we went to this little town in south of Amsterdam called Utrecht, and we went in to a pub that was also like a hash bar, mm-hmm. and they were showing a live Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Planet. Loud, so until so I was like, "Man, hip hop's really good." Yeah, because <laughs> I was kind of wrapped up yeah. in rock and roll. I knew I liked some hip hop. Yeah, but I, I never owned a whole ton too. Of, you know, I went yeah. through. Uh, used to you played uh, Cypress Hill on repeat. Yeah, because I got. I usually years. was on. Yeah, it was depending who I was hanging out with too, because you know a lot of people were. In, uh, introducing me to different stuff. I went through a hippie phase where I listened to nothing but classic stuff. But then with heavy metal, easily went into some punk stuff. And then I got from punk, I went to ska because ska <laughs> concerts. <laughs> he tries to black that phase out. Uh, no, I love ska, man. Uh, the Mighty Boston's were some of the best concerts I've been to. They but, were pretty fun. Uh, I always went back to heavy metal, though. And like all Who's that girl uh, group you went and saw? Oh, uh, the ska band. Yeah. What the hell was that name? Dance Hall Crash. Dance Hall Crash. They were freaking fun, man. It was too. Two like hyper hyper girls wearing poodle dresses, everything doing backflips on stage and wow, with horns everywhere. Ska music, the ska music like is punk fun. rock too. It was I'm like telling you, if you want a crowd that's all friendly to everyone and yeah. that will pick you up and that will just dance with you with their hands on your shoulder and with their arms around you and everything, just everyone having a great time. You go to a ska concert, man. Huh. Except I saw the biggest fight I ever seen at one ska, <laughs> ska concert. Well, it was it's because an or was it a punk rule. concert? No, it punk was a, concerts can get. It was violent. a ska concert. But some some dude punk rock, was being some a punk rocker guy yeah. there. <laughs> some punk rock was standing in the and like punched some girl in the face. Oh, like the, the entire crowd just jumped. That's on not him. that type of. Concert. Yeah, yeah. It's like when we saw Boston's at Brick City Music. Man, oh, yeah, everyone yeah. had the best time in yeah. the friggin' world, man. It was amazing. All right, ska music. So yeah, above the rim, ska yeah. music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to see Tupac's acting ability, watch that movie because his. I know, uh, but but see, the thing is, is Tupac's character is who Tupac was. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you just want to see him play a great role. Yeah, he's incredible. But if you want to see what he's capable of, you watch Gridlock. Sure, absolutely. Gridlock. He, him, and Tim Roth. Uh, were absolutely fantastic in Gridlock. Mm-hmm. We do a wild card episode. Maybe I, that might be one of my uh, ones to throw. You got to bring there. it back uh, because 
it, there's so much going on in that movie, and it's a really a fantastic thing and kind of a social commentary to uh, several different issues that were happening, not only at that time, but still. All right, Dave, what you got? Here's another one of my favorite movies of all time. That just happens to have a great soundtrack. Just happens to have a great soundtrack. Or is that the reason, in part? It might be. Yeah. Because um, of the 80s bands, some Tears for Fears... That style, yeah. Simple Minds. Yeah, yeah. The, like uh, almost British Invasion. British. New Wave. Keyboard rock. Yeah. Uh-huh. I always it's consider it New Wave. It's New Wave. That, That's a good w- way to say it. Yeah. A lot of Cars songs are like this. Yep, yep. Um, it has a feel. Once you once you can pinpoint the bands, they all do And it works really feel. well for like a, build up of scenes. Like the movies, Alive and Kicking, who does that? Because that's a... Uh, that's uh, Tears for Fears. That's, no, that's not Tears for Fears. Simple it's Minds. A, simple Minds, which are very similar to Tears for Fears. Get them mixed up. Yep. A lot of people do. I forget which... I sang a Simple Mind song at my wedding. Like, once the party got going, and everybody <laughs> was outside smoking. Uh-huh. They had a microphone. You could just do live karaoke with sure. songs if you knew the words to them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Man, that New Gold something by them is so great, too. New Gold. Okay, go ahead. So the movie is Donnie Darko. <laughs> ah. Oh, okay. I love you, you. You don't like it, or you haven't seen it. It's, I've it seen just doesn't it. click with it. Them. I, I it's click not that I dislike it. I, I just don't get it. But I'm not. I'm not hating on it. Man, when this movie came out, there were two movies that came out at the exact same time that everyone had to fucking see back in the day. And then anyone that walked into my house and I asked them if they had see, if they had seen it, and they said no, they would sit down and be what watching was the other it. one. No one leaves here without seeing the blues. Uh, that yes. was no one leaves here without seeing these two movies. And one of them was Dying. Darko and the other one was Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. It Boondock came out Saints. at the exact same time, and it was one of these, holy shit, this is one of those blow-you-away movies. But like like you said, that if you weren't watching Donnie Darko at the right time, yeah. it was complex. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was super complex. It, it took several viewings to really kind of uh-huh. get into it. And, and I, there's still things I'm, yeah. un, I have unanswered. Real amazing. Uh, questions about it. But the, I'm, the, the one scene that did it for me that had music was that Head Over Heels... Yeah. When the camera does a full gimbal tilt yep. coming out of the back of the bus mm-hmm. and picks up with the kids and then it's a then it's a steady cam walk through Slow-mo. the school. Slow-mo. No, but then it went then it sped up at yeah. times. So it was super slow, but then it went super fast uh-huh. to catch up and then it follow it picks somebody up and then it would follow somebody else. And it brilliantly oh, wow. like went introducing to that music, you though. to the life in the networks of the school, like here's the jocks, here's the uh-huh. chicks, you were getting information. The, you were like getting crazy. a ton of information. Like when they pan to the one kid who was selling drugs yep. to somebody, and then they pan to another one who was being mean to somebody. Yep. So you, you really got. It was incredible how they got probably so, a half hour's worth of exposition uh, in, out within in one. Three, Two minutes, two whoever minutes. the song was, and it didn't even go through the whole. And the song, song right. went with the scene so well, yeah, really, mm. really well. The, and the I other was, majorly great song in this movie for me is the Echo and the Bunny. The Man Killing song. Moon. The Killing Moon. Yeah, oh, such a great song, man. This is one of those songs that you, that a lot of new wave bands. You you mention the names of the bands, and unless you're into the know, it means nothing to you. But you probably would would know the song if you would uh, pull it up. Mm. Uh, but the and the Killing Moon's one of those. This is the things. one that had Pantera. Pantera was in this one? At the one? party scene that was they were playing Proud to be Loud. Interesting. Hmm. And uh, Pantera's in my next one. But I the Drew Barrymore was great. Drew Barrymore Noah was Wilde. one of the producers on this movie. Flowers P- Pictures produced this. Oh, and did she, she is the reason this movie got out I there. I hope she made a bunch of money because yeah. it's, it, it's a cult classic. Yep. 
Total cult classic. You watch mm-hmm. the, you get the DVD and you listen to the commentary. Kevin Smith does the commentary with the director. Oh wow, that's yeah, awesome! He just sucks his balls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that was so awesome! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Is that what it would sound like, Justin? Is that what it sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna take your word. <laughs> Excuse me for a moment. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> The, some of the character actors is like Patrick Swayze Patrick Swayze that whole do you remember the Patrick great. Swayze thing I, I, he was like the, the Tony movie. Robbins and he was coming in to tell people to stop fighting fear fear, that fear is your enemy and he, he does that stand in front of groups and everything mm-hmm. but something crazy happens in it well Donnie has these episodes and then like the first episode is him waking up in the golf course mm-hmm. with he, a number written on his arm yeah had a number written on his arm with mm-hmm. a sh- in sharpie in sharpie and then just and, and you realize that it's almost it's a countdown to the end of the world, really. And but it had time travel. But he's to seeing it. different things, and he's being told this from a, uh, from from a giant a, from six a, foot bunny from rabbit, from a giant six foot creepy looking bunny yeah. rabbit. And there's a lot of great stuff with the uh, uh, the psychiatrist who yep. is the the great actress from uh, uh, the Graduate. A- she's the movies. girl from the Graduate. Oh, is she? And she's Thanks. from. Uh, uh, Sundance, uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, nice. like a girl that was on the the bike when oh, yeah, riding yeah, around yeah, with her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was great in this too. But the the thing with Patrick Swayze, <laughs> Maggie Gyllenhaal's uh, reaction to when she's watching the news yeah. and it's being posted, and she goes, "Oh my god, <laughs> it's one of the best things she's yeah, ever yeah. said." <laughs> uh, he's it comes out that he well, his house like, ca- he burns his house down. He yeah. wanted to burn his house down, and because they burned his house down, the cops found. His like dungeon a secret room. dungeon room with oh, kitty porn, with kitty porn, oh, and everything. And it, uh, it was hilarious, <laughs> and it was just funny that Patrick Swayze came in to do that role too. It was like watching this, you were thinking, I'm "Oh my god, I love, your, I love Patrick I'm, Swayze even more just for agreeing to do this." <laughs> I'm beginning uh, to doubt your commitment to sparkle uh, motion. Uh, see, that was that was the level of uh, character actors in this too that were. Uh, she was amazing. And she's, she's on been, some Christopher Guest stuff. She's done a lot of different stuff. She was. She was on that. She was she, on My Name Is Earl. She was on uh, Mindy Project. Yeah, she's. She was the she's nurse. She's a big actress. Head nurse that does on stuff. the Mindy Project. Uh, the, Probably the only good. The thing mother uh, was the girl from Sneakers and Battlestar right. Galactica. Yep. She was amazing in it. Uh, the father had been in several stuff we had seen before. There's just a lot of great actors that came in here. Maggie Gyllenhaal was great. Maggie Gyllenhaal was playing with her bro- opposite her brother. Man, it was really really amazing. But there, if you're a time travel fan, you can appreciate this movie because there's there's elements that happen that you don't realize are key to the picture until it's already done and it gives you those great throwbacks in your head. You're like, oh my God. Like where the uh, the engine fell in Donnie's uh, bed, mm-hmm. but Donnie wasn't in the bed because he was on one of his visions on the golf course and everything. And if he had been in the bed, right. he would have been crushed by the engine. And it just, it goes down to this really, really kind of crazy intense ending. And it goes kind of off the rails at sometimes, but uh, it's still kind of, Weirdly, watch stays, it again. It's, it definitely no, I, I, is. Like it definitely is. If you're wanting everything, if you're wanting this movie to be one thing that you think you know what it is, you're not going to get the satisfaction. Well, was, right, it, and it's certainly not a new thing that uh, a lot of people aren't uh, aren't kind of gelling with because we were was looking up the uh the trailer for justin the other day and typed in donnie darko and even before the trailer came up up it was yeah. donnie darko explained yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <was the> top <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> so you know it's kind of got to be it and 
I, I granted, and there's a lot of times if, uh, especially back in the day, when you're going to watch a complex movie, you really need to majorly focus. Right. And I was in a lot of situations where there was like eight people in the room. Yeah. And there was like, you know, you were partying and hanging out with people and you were getting bits and pieces of what the hell was going on here. So. Yeah, I think I just was like watching it and was just like, I don't understand this and, just, and changed it. <laughs> I, I, I could know? see it. Some of the I other music they had, Whom the Bell Tolls, I was like, and, uh, and oh, that well, Never Tear Us Apart. The Metallica Bar? That song? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Bell Tolls was in this? Yeah, and In Excess. That Never Tear Us Apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's high school for me, folks. I loved In Excess, too. All right, my number two, and this was one of my favorite soundtracks, still one of my favorite soundtracks. I own it. I was listening to it the other day. And this is uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Oh, oh yes. That's a superstar soundtrack. Yeah, man. This is uh, this had a lot of heavy stuff. Like I said, I've been to a lot of the heavy beer stuff. And this had a great Megadeth song called Diadems, which was amazing in this. Uh, Cemetery Gates by Pantera was in this. Uh, great Gravediggers. First time I ever heard about the Gravediggers, which is an offshoot of a couple of the members of uh, Wu-Tang. Uh not sure which two it is. Then it that in it maybe RZA, RZA. and I one think of the it's, other. I think it's RZA and one of the other ones. Yeah, guys. I don't even remember. Uh, but anymore. they do an amazing so, uh, song called "One Eight Hundred Suicide," which is the only movie that's actually played in the background in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, at the beginning is that amazing filter song, yeah. which wish is the I first. Could have met you. Yeah, that hey man, nice shot, man. <laughs> that song. Much butts like Justin not knowing. Uh, uh, Hey man, nice shot. I didn't know his above the rim song. We were Yo, both you shocked know. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember that song? Yeah, um, no. Oh, I don't know. Killed the radio yeah. with that yeah. song. They, they still totally killed did. the radio with that song. And uh, I love it. I a lot of times I'll start like an '90s like compilation album with that song because it's got that really well, slow. This, it's a kind 60 of... beats per instead of 120. It's like right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like really slow drum beats. You could tell he was the the guy who did that, and then went on to do uh, Perfect Circle. He was kind of. Uh, uh, no, Perfect Circle was the tool Perfect guy. Perfect Circle was the tool guy. No, no, no. I'm thinking of... Uh, My wife the, just started screaming. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, those all had similar things, though. If you liked Filter, you usually you liked, uh, uh, you liked Tool and you liked Nine Inch Nails. They were kind of all and, kind of uh, cut from who's the same Meryl Manson? There. Matt Manson was like that until Manson got a... Manson got a little bit more death kind of sounding. I kind of like But then Manson... I love the Manson and DMX. Uh, I don't like Manson's together. fans, but I like Well, Manson. but Manson took the same route as zombie at some point and did and started doing you all the one name started doing all guy? the remix uh, <laughs> <laughs> well no because he did it he did it in white zombie and he did it in rob zombie when he went completely electrical sounding and manson did that uh later in his oh uh, that career too. uh that white zombie album yeah with uh star f- fucker 69 or something uh the so, super uh super sexy swinging superstar yeah, song that is a uh, great album, album that's man. a great album man that, that came because i would have that and I had uh, well, Astro Creep is the original. Astro yeah, Creep is the original had, album. And Super Swing and Sexy one, Music was the And then I the had remix. Rage Against the Machines album. And my CD album. player, yeah, I had like title. a sixteen inch. Just and I only had two discs in it, and it was just those two <laughs> back and oh, forth, those man. Are great, man. I think uh, Natural Born. Uh, I think Natural Born Killers when I think uh, that album. Uh, by Rage. Oh, yeah. Or Encino Man, because remember, Stoney's listening to to uh, one of the uh, Rage songs. Really? When they're digging him up, and he's got his headphones on, he's like... Dun, 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 dun. Nice. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So anyways, Demon Knight had an amazing soundtrack, man, but this was also the, the time was ripe for Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. You know, this was their first outing. They had just finished, or they might even have been still doing the last uh, season of uh, Tales from the Crypt, and I've been always been a Tales from the Crypt fan. We always had HBO growing up, so it was... 
We watched them when they first aired, and now I own them all on iTunes. Yeah! (laughs) It's like the guy from uh, from Job of the Huts. Yeah, Salacious Salacious Crumb. Could have been the same actor. Because he he does voice acting. I I know what he looks like. I can't remember his name. It's like Kaiser. That character was great. It was almost like like a. He didn't. His hosting of it was like the Elvira stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, just very uh, so funny. Uh, yeah, shellac Props kind of stuff, and, and like uh, really cutting his own head off. Yeah, and doing yeah. All different stuff, and uh, but those those old HBO shows they starred some superstars. Man, it was like a big thing to be yeah. on. Uh, you you forget that people like uh, Jimmy Page and uh, <laughs> or no, Rob uh, Plant was on uh, there and. Uh, but sometimes big, big I actors. get confused with Tales from the Dark Side. Tales of the Dark Side, I never watched the TV What's show, the, so I never got the... Oh, you mean the movie? The, not the movie, the TV shows. I never watched the TV show, so I never got them confused with it. What them. was the one with Meatloaf? What was that? That was Tales of the Crypt. That was Tales I think the Crypt? most of the ones you'd think of were probably Tales okay. of the Crypt. That one was great. Yeah. Christopher Reeve and Francis Is that your McDormand? favorite? I was going to ask everyone what and their favorite Meatloaf. Tales of the Crypt was. The one with Christopher Reeve and... Uh, Meatloaf and yeah, Francis McDormand and Judd Nelson. It wasn't Francis McDormand, oh, it wasn't? but it's uh, that pest bar. bar oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have you seen that one before? I don't. I, I might have. I'll tell. Quick plot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to. Yeah. Cool. Chris, he's uh, Chris is a terrible businessman, and he's in one stoplight town, and he has a diner Whoa. instead of serving burgers and fries. He wants to like be no. cutting edge on the fringe. No, what he's selling now? Squid. Squid. He's he's. Oh god! That's all he sells is squid. That's all. Oh, and business and so, is not doing well. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, they hire Judd Nelson as the kitchen cook or something yeah. mm-hmm. and uh he starts giving his advice and they were like not they wouldn't think they were taking it but what happens is uh the landlord shows up chumley chumley played who's by played by meatloaf who's a fucking asshole uh-huh and some one thing led to another christopher reeve accidentally cuts him and it goes kind of uh he accidentally cuts him and then the guy leaves he leaves but he comes back and only judd nelson's there and judd nelson well no judd nelson kills him someplace else but you don't know that yeah yeah yeah. not until the next day until the next day when you see him hanging in the freezer well even before that judd nelson's like cooking burgers he's like cooking stuff on the grill and everything he says i came across some meat i think we should start doing it and then people started smelling it outside oh the the cops like the cops eating it this is this is fantastic. You keep, you keep oh. serving these, I'll keep coming here and oh everything. Oh, my God. And at some point, they open the freezer, and uh, yeah, and uh, Meatloaf is hanging yeah. in there, and John Nelson's taking chops out of the side of him and everything. Oh, my God. It's a great prop, too. Yeah, and that's Christopher great. Christopher Reeve buys in, man, and they start yeah. selling them. And the funny thing is, is like he's going to rat him out to the cop, right? Yep. And then the cop got a taste for it. He got it. a taste for it. So then they that made scene him a of him. That seam of him pushing Judd Nelson's face on, yeah, the, on, grill. The, on the grill. Oh, fuck. Do you have a uh, favorite Tales from Crypt episode? Yeah, mine's about the uh, ventriloquist with oh. uh, uh, Don Rickles. Nah, yeah. Bobcat. Yeah. Bobcat yeah, Goldcrate, yeah. man. Oh, that was creepy, man. And that was a creepy one. It yeah, was creepy. That was super creepy. Because what you didn't realize, super but do you remember anyways. what the, the, the big thing was about that? Yeah. You go ahead and tell yeah. him. Well, it... He had like a vestigial or vestigial yeah. whatever twin on his hand, and that was, you know, the one. So it wasn't was, Don Rickles doing Ben Twilquist, it was just his hand talking. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, dude. And he ended up taking the big old hatchet and chopping his fucking arm off, and the thing got loose and like lived. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. It was running around, and, and, then, ended up, and then Bobcat was using him. Yeah, well, it ended up killing him. Yeah. It killed Don Rickles, mm-hmm. and like, but then somehow he like, at the end, he like merged with. 
Bobcat. Bobcat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like onto his arm. Yeah, and, and started controlling. Made Bobcat. him the new star. Yeah, oh it my was creepy. Gosh. My favorite, because uh, I don't want to, I want to go in more on Demon Knight here. But my favorite is uh, cutting cards. Oh, about chop chop poker. poker. Uh, chop poker was oh, not, uh, yeah. cutting cards was the name of the episode. Chop poker, which is chop it, poker it was the sense. name of the episode. No, it was cutting cards. Really? Yeah, it, it should be named chop poker. Yeah, chop poker is what they played, but for some reason the episode was named cutting cards. That was, uh, but that it was one it was basically a two man show, man, and it was uh, Kevin Ty who was from. Uh, Roadhouse. He was yep. the one that Roadhouse. hired. He was the one that Roadhouse. hired Patrick Swayze, and he's been in a lot of different shit. And and uh, the great Lance Henriksen, and they were these two degenerate gamblers who would gamble about anything. Yeah. And you, they starts off with them doing Russian roulette and everything, and then uh, <laughs> it comes down to uh, I'm not uh, one of them puts a ringer in there or accuses the other one, so they had to change the game. So they decided to play chop poker, oh. which is uh, literally if you lose the hand of uh, five card draw, five card, five cards draw, draw which yeah. is fucking horrible no game to play anyways, no oh, wild, yeah. and uh, you're gonna get uh, a finger chopped off, and the other person gets to do it. So they have like a, a big like cleaver there, and they have a doctor there that will uh, bandage it up, and yeah. then someone else dealing the car, so you, uh, they doesn't leave <laughs> spots on it and everything, and it's literally these, these two going back and forth. <laughs> is I think when I get all your fingers, I'm gonna put them in a jar and I'm gonna pick. And I'm gonna wear it around my neck. So remind me of this moment. Lance Henriksen's going after him because at one point Lance Henriksen gets two fingers on the guy, mm-hmm. and then when he, when Lance Henriksen finally loses, watching hand, him cut the first oh, time, oh yeah, he swings dude. a cleaver at it, at all his open oh. fingers to get one finger. Yeah, and it's like it, what? it's horrible. It looks real. It yeah. makes you kind of fucking cringe. But I love where uh, where Kevin Tight. Finally wins a hand, and, and Lance Henriksen tries to bargain yeah. with him. I'll, I'll give you one. I'll have the doc here sew one of your fingers back on. He's like, no, I'm going to enjoy this, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> he says, you're going to be changing, uh, trading in your uh, 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 your gloves for a pair of knit mittens. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part of this whole thing is at the very end, yeah, yeah. They, at some time they keep cutting <laughs> fingers off. They jump forward to them in like a hospital yeah. with no legs yep. and no arms yep. and playing checkers with their nose. Yeah. Like, and it was so fucking funny. Uh, Oh, yeah, no, that was a great one. So, Demon, <laughs> Demon Knight. Well, that, that was a good uh, prelude because uh, now you know those types of uh, those types of Tales from the Crypt episodes really made uh, the Demon Knight great. The, there was two the Tales from the Crypt, the Demon Knight ones for me because well, I have seen it a couple times, but it's been over a decade. Well, in Demon Knight, it was great. You've got uh, William Sadler, who was huge at the time. He had just done yeah. Trespass and a bunch of the other movies. Sure. Shawshank. Uh, Shawshank yeah. was in. Uh, the Billy Zane, which is probably one of Billy Zane's best roles he ever did really? because they just yeah. kind of, like like other actors we've mentioned, they just unleashed him and let him do kind of out there crazy type stuff. Yeah. And so you've got William Sadler, who at the very beginning of the movie, he is like... Uh, trying to get away from Billy Zane and you don't know why and that's where they're playing that great filter song uh and they kind of go head on uh or William Sadler stops in the middle road and jumps out of the car and Billy Zane hits it and it just goes up in a burst of flames doing well over Uh, 100 yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and you've got uh so William Sadler basically it's kind of a night of the living dead type situation he takes kind of refuge at this abandoned church which is now kind of a halfway house that's run by cch pounder uh and uh she's from the shield from she the was shield. she was great, great. The shield. Mm-hmm. and uh there's other people in there uh lowell from wings or, yeah. or sideways uh what's his thomas hayden church yeah. was in there uh He'll charles fleischer who's the voice of uh roger rabbit was one of the oh, other guys nice. in there 
and uh, Dick Miller, uh, Dick Miller, who's uh, uh, always a staple for this type of stuff. He's in every Joe Dante movie. Hmm. I love him as the uh, uh, the trash man in uh, the Burbs. The Burbs. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him and Robert Picardo, who's the other Joe Dante guy that's in every Joe Dante movie. Those two actors are in every uh, Joe Dante movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, William Sadler shows up and he's bringing a lot of this cool backstory folklore to it. Um, why don't you tell us a little? Uh, well, um, of the backstory. Yeah, sure. So um, I know Justin knows. We just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Billy Zane is looking for like an artifact, and he brings the police to the hotel. Um, he's kind of conned his way into mm-hmm. riding along with the police by saying he's a an insurance recovery agent. <laughs> and why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, because why not? Exactly. And um, so he tracks them down to this hotel, and he basically makes them have he has this key yeah. and this key has this red liquid in it and the red liquid turns out to be some of Jesus's blood <laughs> that dripped <laughs> off the cross when yeah. it was up there yeah yeah and it's been mixed with other people's blood over time because it's the been passed down the key keeps being passed down to a new kind of uh, guardian right and we, at this point in the movie we're seeing William Sadler who's the current guardian right kind of takes him to this uh to the church kind yeah. Of, yeah yeah and some really fun stuff starts to happen when billy yeah. zane shows up uh because billy zane's basically a uh the head demon i guess right uh who's kind of in charge of getting this uh key back that will allow him and the other demons well to there were seven of the them and they already had six yeah so of they the want yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and this last one will open the doorway you know all that yeah. kind of fun stuff to it and everything but oh, when billy zane it. shows up it had i love justin's watching this he's like doesn't this movie have something with someone's hand going through someone's head or something like that literally <laughs> Literally like a minute and a half later. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Billy Zane sticks his hand through one of the cops' faces. Like literally, the special effects were oh, yeah. were, were next level on this movie on yeah. some of the uh, uh, some of the actors that they put them on because there were like faces breaking apart with large tongues coming out. Yeah. Like, so a whole bunch of fun fun stuff happens, but it really is kind of centered around Billy Zane. Uh, there's a great scene, and I when I think of this movie, I always think of the bright bright green fluorescent kind of color in this yeah. uh, thing because that's what their blood is used. So Billy Zane cuts into his own hand and takes the blood and kind of tosses it everywhere. And out of that blood comes these nasty creatures. What did we compare them to? They were kind of like a cross between aliens and Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead and the Crypt Keeper. Uh, Pumpkinhead and like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. They kind of and, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and these creatures were awesome. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> they added this great element. To, oh, we didn't mention Jada Pinkett Smith. She's like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but one of the great elements to this movie is... Uh, the fact that he can take a little bit of blood out of the key and he drops it in the doorway or the windows sill and it will make a like cool little barrier around that the demons can't cross. So immediately there they set all the different barriers and everything so the demons can't get inside and just, unless someone lets them there or someone wipes off the barrier. Right. Which does happen at some point where Lowell, get, Lowell the dumbass from uh, Wings, uh, from Wings uh, makes a deal with Billy Zane has my favorite line where he says, make you feel good, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so he kind of 
and then Billy Zane screws him over and everything. And then literally, uh, the one of the fun stuff about this, uh, one of the more fun elements of the thing is that Billy Zane can like enter your mind and yeah. show you a vision of what things could be if you helped him out. Right. And they, I can do that. The Dick Miller one, yeah. you would like the Dick oh, Miller gosh. one. <laughs> the Dick Miller one is just him walking through a sea of naked, uh, topless yeah. women at this like kind of beach cabana club. And Billy Zane is the bartender. Yeah. Uh, and there, and they're all hanging around him like, uh, uh drinking Uncle Willie drinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they, what's great about it is you see him having this fantasy, but then they cut back to the real life with him in the church and he's yeah. He's in the room screaming, oh, yes. Yeah. No one else can see what he's seeing. But he does it with Jada Pinkett at one point. He does it with... he does it briefly with CCH Pounder when he shows her. Uh, he she loses her arm at yeah, some point. Yeah, And he comes up with like a serving tray with a new arm on yeah. it. Yeah, like, arm back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's fun stuff, man. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was really fun at the time, and it had lots of uh, cool, cool effects. And you thought they were going to do a whole series of fantastic mm. Tales from the Crypt movies. I know. And they came out with one more, and it was a steaming pile of shit. That Bordello of Blood oh, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Miller and uh, Corey Feldman and Angie Everhart. Oh, yeah. that's so bad it was that, even, that sounds like a bad movie yeah no matter it what was, it, it was. was not even watch it just you are correct it's bad. sir <laughs> <laughs> you can't even watch it just for fun you know yeah but it was a great movie and a great soundtrack yeah all right so one more time around the table Number all right ones. so when i was in ninth grade i had one of those big giant old people tricycles who didn't yeah right and it had a, a, a basket in the back of it. And I used to take my boombox and I'd put it in the back <laughs> of the basket. And I would put the soundtrack to this movie in and I would drive around. And with those tricycles, you could whip the front wheel real quick <laughs> and lean to one side and go up on two wheels and pretend that you had hydraulics wow. while bumping the Friday soundtrack. Oh. You know? I remember <laughs> ninth grade. Ninth grade. I remember buying this when it came out. And I remember driving down university and just cranking like the Hoochie Mama song yes, or yes. California Love. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I was I was incorrect. That one's not on there. Um, it, it's uh, it's the Friday. You know the Friday song. Mm. Um, you introduced this movie to me. Well, we saw it in the theater together. Did we see? Yeah, it? at That's that right. at we that dollar theater on the. Uh, uh, but I had no idea what I was going to see. Yeah. I'm not sure I did. I knew it was a really, re- I got really great reviews and everyone was saying it was awesome. And we saw it at a, a an awesome theater where we literally, I think, were the were the only two white faces in a crowd of like a, <laughs> a hundred uh, uh, black people. And it was one it's of the, a different was, movie experience. I'll tell you, it that was much. one of the most they fun experiences got, in the world, man. They yeah, got into they this. They were into it, yelling at the screen, oh, God, dancing so around the aisle. Like, <laughs> it was it was great. hilarious, man. Uh, Still one of the best movie experiences, and I uh, laughed my ass off. Yeah, not gonna fuck out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit about some of the music because the music was was definitely key and played throughout the whole movie. Oh yeah. So um, you had the song Friday yep. by Ice Cube. The one we're thinking of is uh, it wasn't California Love. It's uh, Keep Their Heads Ringing by Dr. Dre, where they're all on the plane. Well, the California Love is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying earlier not to yeah. say it because oh, I, gotcha, you yeah. know, I got confused, but. Um, what else? They had Cypress Hill, Roll It Up, yep. Light It Up. Yep. Um, Great Cypress Hill song. Rick James, Mary Jane. <laughs> um, what else was there? I don't know who did the Hoochie Mama song. Two Live Crew. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Mama. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, who the fuck is that bitch? Yeah. <laughs> 
You said Janet Jackson. You look more like Freddie Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this, this is one of the most quotable. Movies Who was the, the the really big tiny, tiny lister. lister? Oh yeah, oh, absolutely, lister, Zeus. Zeus. Yep. Zeus. <laughs> you can tell you got an early uh, uh, viewing of uh, tiny lister. Who was, was Bernie Mac the preacher? Was Bernie Mac the preacher? Yeah, yeah. Good lord. Let me get a little something for my cataract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and. Uh, Mrs. Mm. Parker's husband from was, Bad Santa. Oh, yeah, yeah, was the yeah. little guy from Mad, little person from Mad, uh, Bad, Bad Santa. Santa and the, awesome the father, when he's Jonathan talking went, about getting uh, him a job, jo- oh, Witherspoon. Yeah. With Jonathan Witherspoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked him in Boomerang. Wham, wham, wham. Funny, all day long. Foot up the dog's yeah, ass. Yeah, it's up, my pleasure. Kick him in yeah. his <laughs> butthole. Got my burrito in my Put some hot sauce on my burrito. Man, and I loved all these movies, too. I loved him in the second one just as much as the first one. Oh, yeah, all of them. I go back and forth with which I watch more than the second one. Epps was the other guy. Michael Epps yeah, was in the, was second, the second one, one. and I love Michael Epps. But yeah. I, I, you got to love Chris Tucker. I yeah, mean, he I created mean, that role. Absolutely. He made that movie. Uh, Big Worm, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the most disturbing things I saw Phase Big Worm in love. was Wonderland. Oh, oh man. Wonderland was great. It was a fantastic movie. I'm surprised that we haven't but that, talked about that. Remember when they went into, the, into the drug uh, dealer's house and made uh, Val Kilmer kill oh, the yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. That's when you got to see Big Worm be really bad, man. That was a disturbing movie. But we'll talk about yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just Friday, man. You, you everyone loves everybody movie, loves it. You, you know. got fired on your day off. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> know me. Did you send me that the other day? You know, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, who yeah. got fired? Uh, Roseanne. 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 Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote that said. You know you something? I, your day off? I never realized until about a couple of months ago, and I saw this thing, and it made perfect sense. The person who stole the boxes was Ezel, the crackhead. There's a scene where he's running in the very beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, 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 He's running with a bunch of boxes, you know, and they never explained who huh. stole the boxes on Craig's day off, but he got fired for it. That's and interesting. Giselle. I don't yeah. think I noticed that either. Smokey back here taking a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell out of court right now for yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got ham, no burger. Yeah, right? And yeah, you could go on and on about all the fantastic quotes from this mm. movie. And it went on to do a series, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Big time too. Yeah, I love is. the Christmas one. I watch the Christmas one every every Which year. Which one's the Christmas one? Friday after next. Yeah, I think it's the Christmas I one. The three. The three, right? Yeah. 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 And the rumored last Friday. They can still. Do I saw. Them. I saw Chris Tucker live, and he said he was going to do it. Yeah. You know, and they'll still be. Sometimes out there. it just takes a while to get down the pipe. Yeah. It's going to be He's, the last. His stand up last, is last great. Friday. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I like listening to his stand up. Yeah. Awesome man. What about you, Dave? What you got for your number one? Not quite is a fun movie. <laughs> oh, I know what your number one is, and I'm going to try to contain myself because I think I could do a whole pod on this movie. Contain oh, wow. yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Boogie Nights. Oh. oh, yeah. And we well, haven't talked about Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is no. one of my top ten favorite movies of all of time. Of all time? Without a doubt. It uh, is. It is amazing. It is an amazing movie. It's a journey. There's a lot of silliness in the movie, like especially when John C. and What's-His-Name are together. Oh, I love that stuff, too. But... It's also got a dark. Have you seen that movie Star Wars? Of this Absolutely. business, yeah. <laughs> Some people say I look like Sam. Is Han this Solo. lizard? When they were going to start the band, they thought oh. it was. Oh I love them God. singing, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they. Come on, I mean, come on, come on, come on. Bring the heat. It was. I think it was one of um, Zach's favorite movies. Uh, I love this movie. This but, movie. And it, lo- brought, it brought back. Uh, what's his name in the spotlight? Uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Oh, yeah. His, uh, uh, his, once the movie was made and Burt uh, Reynolds saw the rough cut, hired fired his uh, agent. 
for having him uh, be a part of it. And then uh, Burt Reynolds went on to win the Golden Globe. Really? Yep. I wonder wow. if they and nominated for an Oscar. I wonder Jesus. If, I wonder if the agent got his. I don't know. Back. I don't know what the story was after that. I would hold a grudge. Well, and I'd say I want to raise, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, P.T. Anderson did this movie, and P.T. Anderson is one of the best directors directing uh, to date, and he is phenomenal. He did. Throw his, I think his we should. Out there. We we could do a three movie pod just on Boogie Nights, Magnolia, and There Will Be Blood. Those three movies have even even the master man. The master has so much great stuff in it too. The master was a movie, one of those uh, movies where I didn't really like it the first time I saw it, and I absolutely loved it the second yeah, time. Yeah, absolutely, saw it. it's really good. P.T. Anderson is next level. I still haven't seen Phantom Thread, and even Punch Drunk Love had some good stuff to it, but it wasn't Punch on, Drunk Love was, but it good. wasn't on the level of no, uh, Boogie Nights or the, or Heart Eight. There will be Heart Eight was Heart his eight first was... movie, and Heart Eight with John C. Riley and yep. Philip Baker Hall was fantastic. But I know a lot about Boogie Nights and uh, stuff involving it, and like I said, I could tell do the it. plot. Uh, you're all keyed up. Well, go for it. Dirk Diggler, man. Dirk yeah. Diggler. I uh, can see it in Eddie, lights. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie from Torrance, you know? He's got something that jeans is just waiting Sweet. to get busted yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a I, simple movie. I can you know? see why. I mean, didn't Burt Reynolds read the script yeah. the movie was like? I don't know what he thought. Uh, that it You're was your porn be. director. And what did you think it was going to be? P.T. Anderson yeah, right? was young during this movie, too, and he was brilliant. You could tell that he was brilliant. He had done... Uh, he had done Hard Eight was his student film uh, that he had actually called Sydney, and then he ended up making the uh, feature length film uh, into Hard Eight. And then uh, you know the guy who played uh, uh, Burt uh, Reynolds was kind of boss in Boogie Nights. The yeah, guy yeah. asked yeah. to see yeah, Dick the, at the party. Yeah, who had, the one that be a pedophile. Yeah. yeah, he was a family friend of P.T. Anderson, and he came on and uh, I haven't seen him he, before. Uh, no, you've probably seen him in other movies okay. before. Uh, but he came in and played a lot of the Burt Reynolds roles when they were tr- when they were trying to get the movie uh, made. So he uh, and he did a lot in Hard Eight also. So he helped him make a lot of uh, his stuff. He thought he was going to get bigger Burt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, <laughs> sorry, we got Smokey. Yeah. Got, uh, <laughs> we got the bandit. Yeah, right. Tons of famous actors. You got uh, you've got uh, Juliet uh, Julian Moore. You've got Heather Graham, uh, Burt well, Reynolds, Mark Don Wahlberg, Cheadle. Don Cheadle, Melora Walters. Uh, what's the uh, the guy holding the microphone? The Thomas Jane, uh, who's amazing in this. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Uh, and one of the uh, weird so role stupid. for him. Yeah, the that, guy from Shameless. What the hell is the guy from Shameless? Oh, uh, uh, the one whose wife killed himself. Killed herself. Yeah, oh, that man. scene. That was, scene. That's when the '80s started. See, the, that's what's fantastic about this movie. So you got you everything got the Mark was going Wahlberg. great in the '70s. You, you got to see the uh, Mark Wahlberg joins this small family kind of dynamic group that make porno films. Yeah, and basically it's the '70s. The first third of the movie, or the first half of the movie, almost. Mm is all the great stuff that happens involving right. in it. And then the, the 80s happen, and it's triggered by uh, by him shooting himself in the head after he catches his wife cheating on him. And it literally, the second that scene happens, the word the 80s pops up on the uh, screen. My favorite oh, wow. tie-in with the music is so that much good music, one man. when they're trying to buy drugs. With uh, what's oh, his with name? Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. Oh, wow. We could do a pod just on that scene. Yeah. Oh my and they, God. and the Sister Christian yep. kicks in, and I don't, the intro to Sister Christian yeah. is like the build up. That oh yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. 
Sister Christian. Yeah. Like it right that sound hit right when things Three were starting to go down. Three songs during that scene and it's Sister Christian uh by Night Ranger. It's uh Rick Springfield, oh, Jesse's, yeah. girl, Jesse's girl. And then it's uh 99 Left Blues by oh, That's right. Uh, oh wow. And uh all three of them great songs. Great songs. All three of them went so amazing with that scene. One of the best things that Mark Wahlberg's ever done is when they hold that shot on his face. And he just thinks about what's going on for it, like almost what feels like a complete minute. Oh, John wow. C. Riley, things are getting awful. They're doing this shady drug deal. They just need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And they, uh, John C. Riley, they know uh, uh, Bing Rames is the uh, the bodyguard uh, that opens the door. He's got the gun in his uh, chest. He's the one that's off in the corner. Is that Bing Rames? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, I didn't sure realize it's Bing that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, that was one of the first things I've seen him in. Uh, but he's cutting up the coke, so they're just trying to get the hell out of there. And uh, they hold on Mark Wahlberg's face, and Mark Wahlberg's just thinking and thinking, and his eyes are darting around and everything. And at one point, he looks down, and he gets enough enough energy, and he goes, we're leaving. And he stands up, and mm-hmm. uh, he says, oh, sorry, we got to go, sir, and everything. And then Thomas Jane loses it. Yeah. He says, nope, we want something else from you. And yeah. then he's, oh, oh, man. And that's probably the best thing I saw Thomas Jane ever do, and, and was that scene. That too. was an amazing scene. Such an intense movie, and it goes all the way down to... Like you said, it's a journey, man. It's an epic, epic movie. Yeah, and it takes you through those three eighty songs. Your three. I wonder if it's a loosely based on a tiny fraction of John Holmes' yeah. life. Yeah, oh, because absolutely. I think absolutely. John Holmes was discovered. That as scene a in Wonderland. That scene in Wonderland was similar to the Alfred Molina scene. Yeah, uh, that had uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy who played oh, from he Talk was so Radio. Good. The guy from but was, Borgnia. But yeah, Borg. Uh, Borg. Damn. Eric Borgian or yeah, yeah. Borjanian or something like that. He was fantastic in that movie. Oh, he was fucking great. Yeah, it was definitely directly and that was related to the uh, that was a true story. to the John Holmes. Uh, the he uh, P. T. Anderson never didn't reference it. it. Like he that. never claimed that it wasn't about it though. But also, like if you read about where John Holmes' life went, after oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he kind of. But you think His about the other stuff when, when stuff started going bad. I yeah. mean, that's really where Thomas Jane, Mark Wahlberg, and John C. Riley were. But you think about I I re- watched it recently. I totally forgot about the Don Cheadle donut shop scene, where he went into the donut shop where Melora Walters oh, was pregnant right. outside, and it it somebody, happened when he pulled in front. I was like, holy shit! And and somebody remember, gets shot. Someone comes in and robs the place, and then you've got that actor who always trains the NFL players. Yep. Mm-hmm. is in the uh, uh, is a, he's in one of the. He's, he's reading like guns and ammo. Under, no, he's, oh, he's yeah, reading yeah, guns right, and ammo. Right. And so when the guy is holding the gun on the uh, on the donut shop guy as he's giving the money, he takes out his gun, shoots that guy. That guy shoots the NFL guy. And as the NFL guy falls back, he shoots the clerk in the head and the brains go all over Don Cheadle in his white suit. Oh, yeah. And remember, he looks down and he sees the money fall yeah, on the ground. Yeah, I do remember that. That's how what paid for uh, the the sci-fi or the uh, the hi-fi stereo shop. That's right. Bucks yeah. Hi-fi stereo. <laughs> huh. Or remember uh, another one of the difficult ones with Heather Graham and uh, oh. Burt Reynolds are in the limo, and uh, that scene's so hard to watch. Well, she, it, nothing much really happens in that scene. He th- but, like someone like tries to sexually no, assault her. A little. No, well, no, no, no. They, they she, invite him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it goes, gets creepy really quick. Really, the, the creepy part is when she when he says. I know you from high school. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and that's, right. that's why and it's just it's, it's so really hard because you're seeing her like across her face. You can see, oh my god, I've done, I've done this entire life to avoid having shame, to ever run into like, these. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's like really? I I was hoping I would never ever come across anyone from fucking high school yeah. again. And now mm. this guy who epitomizes everything I hate from high school is not only here. 
he's trying to have sex with me and horribly too. Well, yeah, and, but also, you know, they're trying to do the new, yeah. you know, this is the newest Innovative thing. Innovative type yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, and like, yeah, but I, I don't know. I kind of agree. I think it was just like a shameful, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but like, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's sad. The movie just got tough to watch towards the end. Yeah. It yeah. felt bad. It didn't yeah. get, uh, like you, you when you watch in the it beginning. It didn't get Aronofsky bad. Like it didn't yeah, get Requiem yeah. bad, but it got, uh, there was some moments because remember when that was being cut, Julianne uh, Moore had like a huge coke problem. And couldn't yeah, get yeah. Her kid. Well, that was like, earlier. Couldn't get her kid. But if you remember the the limo scene was cut with Mark Wahlberg being beat up by oh. the guy who thinks he's he's uh, in the truck. He's gay. Yeah. And the guy is Mark Wahlberg's trying to jerk off and can't do it. So yeah. they're cutting that scene yeah. like perfectly back and forth. Yeah. He did that beautifully in Magnolia too, where he would cut. He would have four intense scenes going around on at the same exact time, and he would cut all four of them with each other. Aronofsky obviously did it in Requiem. Did it really well, but I think he did it too well, mm. where he <laughs> turned everyone the fuck off. He, got, he, got, <laughs> he, he didn't get as many repeat views. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, like I said, we could go into Boogie Nights all day long, but the, the mu- music they played during the 70s part, you had like uh, uh, war, war. war, Spill the Wine, uh, and uh, You Sexy Thing, that great You Sexy Thing. I, I love the scene where the uh, where the girl overdoses oh, yeah. where the girl overdoses with the uh, yeah best of my love Marvin Gaye the Commodores I remember mean, that super skinny girl that overdoses at yeah, the party yeah, yeah. And the, uh, Jack and uh, Burt Reynolds and the the main guy come in and everything and he's got her in his arms and he, he's like that's the second time a girl has OD'd on me in two days he's like yeah maybe you should start thinking of getting some new shit what do you think yeah, <laughs> Man, yeah. really funny it was Boogie Nights. I, I, it, We'll be talking more about it later. Yeah. Okay. I'll save all my other. Comments. Yeah. Because, like I said, I think we could go into a PT Anderson pod where I, we could just talk well, about a few. If I ones. watched it again, yeah, because it's been ten years yeah. since I've seen it, and it's still vivid in my Did mind. Did you like Magnolia? Have you seen Magnolia? Nah. Oh my. God. I know. It was Magnolia? It's was fantastic. Tom Cruise in Magnolia? I haven't oh, yeah. seen Requiem. Tom yeah. Cruise playing Tom Cruise. You ever seen Requiem? Oh man, you got to see Requiem. Yeah. Man. Or not? No <laughs> man. It's just on. You know, it's just on that never-ending list. Yeah. You, know? you have a long. Magnolia is great. You've seen uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, if you like that in Boogie Nights, you'd like Magnolia. Mm. Magnolia is just a lot of crazy elements all coming together and has a wacky yeah. ending, man. But it's it's awesome. It's probably one of Tom Cruise's best things he ever did. It's because he just played himself. Yeah. But I, <laughs> who I think he would be. Yeah, but it it has his br- it has them breaking him down, which yeah, is yeah, what yeah. you'd want to see. Oh that wait a minute, I have seen to. that. He's, he's going to kick the dogs. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kick that dog in the face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have seen that. Yeah. With the frogs. Oh, that's man. right. What a weird thing to do. <laughs> Such a great. I was weird wondering movie. how they did that too. I was like, these digital frogs, or that stuff with Philip Baker Hall and Melora Walters playing his, yeah, yeah. Uh, his daughter, his strange daughter. It's crazy. All right, so Boogie Nights. So my number one, and I'll bring it back up to kind of a lighthearted Yay! kind of uh, <laughs> fuzzy <here> bunnies with, <laughs> with a fantastic soundtrack that also uh, went on to have a part one soundtrack and a part two soundtrack. Both soundtracks were phenomenal, but that really tells you how much damn good music is in this when they can do that. Mm-hmm. And this is Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. Man, Absolutely. Love Dazed and Confused, but from a uh, soundtrack styles, we're talking 70s. We're talking... What, uh, what year was the movie? The, was, the movie was probably like 95. Yeah, but this was um, like well, our Animal House, sort of, or our... Well, they, no, this was earlier than... Uh, because it took place in the 70s. Came no, out I know, 90s, but... but, but as far as the movie is concerned, for us in that era. Yeah, but it wasn't done in our time period. That's so true. it wasn't a period piece. Uh, I would say that's true. Probably ours was more uh, Revenge of the Nerds, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but 
With Days Confused, the soundtrack was awesome. You had uh, Slow Ride by Fog Hat. You had uh, Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo by Rick Derringer. Uh, you had Schools Out uh, by Alice Cooper. What else did you have in this? It was uh, 93. Uh, it was 93? Mm. Yeah. I'm Just looking at my list, I don't think I have a movie with a single song in it after 1999. Really? Like, it's all <laughs> 1999 and before. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah. These, some or of or bond, 1995, but... maybe. But this movie was a simple movie. I think most people have seen Days Confused. You haven't seen Days Confused, you certainly should go check it out. Especially uh, if you've never like seen those, it. One of, just kidding. If you like those <laughs> Ben Affleck's best role. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Roles yeah. ever. Oh, man. I love it when they get him back. Yeah. You know, no, like, he played the dick perfectly in this. Yeah. Because uh, he's probably. I've heard, yeah. hey, I've heard rumors. I'm not saying. No, I, I'm saying. Nah. <laughs> I don't know if he's listening. I've listened we need to your some, money. I've listened <laughs> to some Kevin Smith pods, and I can drop some. Uh, oh, I've Actually, I've heard it more on the Tell Him Steve Dave pod. I can tell you a. Uh, Something he used to do to them back in the day tell that, that tells a lot about who he is and yeah. what type of guy he is. He was the type of guy. He apparently his big thing was waiting until you passed out at a party and taking his dick and balls out and resting his balls on your neck. On your neck? That was an Affleck thing. Apparently, don't fall asleep around Affleck. He's going to take his dick out and he's going to put his balls on your neck. It happened several times to like. Can't uh, really get away with that now. Yeah. Oh fuck no. But does it? Uh, going from that character to the character you played, is he Days from is, is he from Boston? Yeah, too? he's from Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we grew up in Boston, and Boston's full of those fucking. <laughs> yeah, it, is. <laughs> it, it is true. Uh, so everyone was cast well in this movie, yeah. <laughs> from Affleck all the way to uh, McConaughey, who is uh, amazing in this movie. Mila Jovovich. Uh, Mila Jovovich was in it. You have uh, uh, Joey Lauren Adams, uh, pa- Parker Posey, who Posey is was so phenomenal good in this yeah. movie, man. <laughs> I really like wipe that her. face off your head. I really, like <laughs> I really like her. And, and I love her, man. I loved her in the house. Yes, yeah, she was so great in that. Uh, Anthony Rapp, who we just talked about last pod and uh, Adventures of Babysitting, he had, he was in that car with that really oh, that's uh, right. neurotic guy. Yeah, yeah. I want to dance. Yeah, and that redheaded girl. That was uh, that's Giovanni Ribisi's sister. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yep. Uh, oh, and she was phenomenal in this movie. I've seen her only in a couple things. Uh, obviously, McConaughey though was one of the, the yeah uh, all right, one of the all London right. one of the London twins. <laughs> like Jeremy London was in this movie, <sighs> and uh, Jason London was in Mallrats. Everyone thinks it's the same actor. Oh, uh, really? That, I actually I thought it was the same. Yeah, thing. they're twins. Yeah. And uh, oh, so really? Half of Did them he write that line, or is that something? People Which one? Say the one. You know what I like about high uh, school he, girls? He probably. Yeah. I'm sure it was scripted. It, yeah. This was a uh, Richard Linklater script. Who did Slackers okay, yeah, and he yeah. did Waking Life. He's a really smart guy, and he's done lots of really fantastic. Life. We haven't script. got to talk about that yet. Not yet. That's a good one. And uh, yeah, you talk about Waking Life, you almost got to talk about Scanner Darkly. Scanner yeah. Darkly was so good. That was one of uh, um, Keanu. Friggin, uh, yeah, but uh, Robert Downey Jr. was so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, enough of Scanner Darkly. Whoa. <laughs> Days get fused. So it was basically just high school life in the 70s, right, yeah. right when school was Last ending. School. And it really showed how the seniors really screwed with the freshmen that were coming in. And it yeah. dealt a lot with that. And I remember watching this with mom once, and she's like, it was totally just like that. Yeah. She's like, I remember literally being a freshman and bowing down in the uh, – in the oh, ca- yeah. hallways to the seniors when wow. they came to you, yeah. you had to drop to your knees and bow to them, and then you. Would, it was mi- mild compared to obviously. That's why I went to private school. I would. Not getting on my knees. Yeah, fuck you. Dude. You kneeled to God, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the neurotic kid? Was that the Band of Brothers guy? Yeah. Okay. He was so good in this movie. Uh, I can't remember his real name, but he was he was fantastic in it. And uh, yeah, it was about the different cliques. It was yeah. about uh, the the awkwardness. It was everything that high school was really. 
you know, coming of age movie. Yeah, I just I, I do like the way that the storyline branched off to all these different people yep. and all their little things and interests. And, and it had some serious and, moments to it, but yeah. overall, it was it you, was a fun. Did you go to public watch. school? Yeah, yeah. Buholtz, yeah. you went to Buholtz. Yeah. What, what was that like? I always wonder what. I mean. Buholtz was lots of clicks. Was it? Yeah, pretty yeah, I much. Went you know, I went to public high school, yeah. but yeah. you kind of stayed to yourself a lot, didn't you? Buholtz no, was I, kind I of. Of, uh, did you? I had metal clicks. There. Yeah, is that how you met Joe? Yeah, and, uh, Ed? Joe and Ed, and a uh, whole bunch of. I had a click. We were all like they. I guess we would. If you're talking clicks, I guess we would be considered the metal heads that played also played D and D and just listened to. Like, uh, <laughs> Hard music and horror movies. I guess I don't know what click that would be, yeah. but we were all smart too, so we were kind of in yeah. That you click guys too. were you were in definitely in with the smart. Kids. And then there was Ed was friends with every click, so we kind of got it into a different clicks just through him. Danny Bird was like that. Yeah, he was like that. Uh, so it was like that. It was just like how it is. I'm sure it's yeah. like that today, except. Social that media. was not my experience. Except I went to private school until right. the day I graduated. Yeah, I mean, and, I went uh, to private school up until sixth grade, and then uh, I got expelled. So <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't have to live through social media in high school. Oh yeah, no, oh my god. I, the last two years though is when uh, email started because I was I was emailing my friends there at high school, but it was like in its infancy. I actually took computer programming one and two in high school and it was like DOS complete. Yeah. And like we were doing backspace, like, backspace, we were making cartoons. Sign, we were making underscore. like, it was like uh, teaching the computer to recognize certain code for uh-huh. certain colors. And when they showed and for that, shapes. Show the code. and so then I would literally be typing. Yes, if you had it, stayed with that, uh, you would have owned I, shit, yeah, Gainesville. Man, my friends, I'm sure they were all, they, they all got it more than me. I, I, I could do it and I could learn it, but they, they really knew it. So I kind of didn't get into it, but, uh, that's why it was brilliant that Days of Confused was done kind of in the year it was done because it was like between the 70s and the 80s, around mid-90s, even late 90s, it still had that same feel. But once 2000s hit, that's when life kind of changed. I'm so glad of, that uh, I didn't Because of electronics and stuff. I'm so glad I didn't get caught up in social media. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still am not caught up. Can you up imagine, like, when you this were bullied the, at this school? This is the most you went social media I do right here, being put on <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah. But when you remember it, if you were bullied at school back oh. in the day, you went home. And yeah. it was and done. You couldn't get yeah. away from it unless <laughs> yeah. you just didn't no, check but, your phone. But you always check your phone now. For, yeah. I, I mean, go. To some place where a bunch of teenagers are waiting. Like, I think I walked into a dentist's office or something, yeah. and there was like 15 teenagers waiting. It was an orthodontist to get yeah. braces. Uh-huh. And they were just like little praying mantises. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to knock it because that's how I am I mean, 60% of the yeah, day. Yeah, me no. too. I can put it away and walk away from it. Yeah. If I didn't, like, if, I'm, if I wasn't doing schoolwork, it would be maybe just a. Yeah. Check in everyone. Yeah, I mean, I would do it if I was waiting on something, but you know, other than that, I work. I got stuff to do. Like, yeah. I, I can't be on it all the time. Like, I that. got laughed from a bunch of pretty girls at a wine bar one time. I walked through and they were all sitting around the table on their phones, and I was like, "Are you guys all talking to each other?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's a it was a whole different thing. So that's why I, it's interesting how they will go back and do period piece types movies like that, even in like post 2000s like super bad when yep. they were doing yeah super bad was basically days of confused right and and it, it really was well uh, it's just that story you yeah, know what i mean so it's that's just that coming story, to age like dealing with american pie was like yeah, that, trying to get know? laid and trying to find alcohol and trying to <coughs> score weed and all that stuff one of my favorite scenes from days confused is when the uh, the keg guy comes too early oh yeah <laughs> 
he shows up at the house before oh, his parents, parents leave. Oh, the parents are still there. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a guy outside who's here to deliver a keg of yeah. beer. Beer? No. I don't know anything yeah. about that. But he comes out and he says, I think you were... I think you got the wrong house, don't you? He says, oh, yeah, wrong house altogether. My yeah. mistake. <laughs> That's why they end up having the party out at the uh, the kind of uh, uh, that area in the woods. The field, yeah. yeah. That part with Nicky Cat at the end yep. where it that, got really uh, difficult when he uh, him and the kid from Banner Brothers punched uh, punch kids oh, yeah. get in a fight. Yeah. We used to do that a lot in high school. You used to get in fights in a lot? Well, that too, but... <laughs> going to um, and drink? Yeah, field yeah. parties and yeah. stuff like that. Well, I went to a big one here in Gainesville when we... Kids when I first came here, Port Charlotte kids used to oh, hang yeah, out. That turned out well when we went there that one time. Me, oh, yeah. me and Dave could possibly have lost our life one night going to the wrong place at the wrong time. And Jeff, Andrea and Jeff were there. We, we were just going to go hang out and drink a beer. Or, I don't even think we had beer. We, we were, were just, just going out there and chilling bullshit. It was we didn't like want to be at the house. It was yeah. like a. It was like a park. Yeah, it was like showing up at a park at night. But it was off the beaten path. I knew things were going right as soon as we pull up. There's a bunch of rednecks, and all you heard was. My name is Mud by oh, the Primus. Primus Play. Oh, yeah. And I was like... But when we got out of the car, we got out of the car and we probably walked 20 feet. And uh, they were, at that point, they were looking for somebody. But we also realized they were all, like, beyond inebriated. Like, mm. We want... They, were, they wanted to beat They, they were wanted to, to beat somebody, somebody up. up yeah, and I mean, they we thought we were him. By. And, and right. when they found out that we weren't them, I think it... It went like, to, we well, don't care. We want to beat we'll you guys take, up instead. Oh, yeah. I know that and they, position. And well. we... We got out of there with the skin of our teeth, but Jeff took a shot. Yeah. The guy clocked Jeff, our like friend Like, through Jeff. the window. Yeah. Not through the window, like, break the window, but he had the window down, and the guy ran up the car and just punched him right Ugh. in the face. We realized that at some point when they were coming there, we were like, all right, we got to go. We got to go. They so we all got into the car, and they were, like, climbing on the hood and punching the windows yeah. as we're driving back, and we just got that out. That was scary. It that was, was a scary, scary. moment. But. Like, that's one of those things, like, nowadays, like, yeah. if I had had a gun, I'd have shot two or three of them because it... You, Back yeah. in the day, though, or if it was nowadays, those guys would all be armed, though, too. Right. <laughs> That's what's scary about it. It'd be a gun battle at the I'm kids' gonna, space. I'm going to stay yeah, in the right. house and watch my movies. And yeah. I'll be fine. yeah, right? <laughs> That's the problem. You can't get in a, And I don't want to take this, but this kind of ties into that time period. Yeah. You, fights now. No, you can't. You can't fight now. Everybody's no. got a weapon. Back then, yeah. the worst you had to worry about is getting paddled by well, some that, and dickhead. That's, yeah. Well, even that scene in the woods in Dazed and Confused, yeah. they pulled them off of them each other, and yeah. they screamed Sometimes each other, they, and it was over, man. Yeah, exactly. It's over, but yeah. Yeah. Now, someone pulls a gun. He doesn't want to shoot you, but yep. yeah. it feels like he has to. That's when yeah. it goes off. Damn, Moral I tr- of the I story, tried to, keep to yourself. Damn, I tried to end it on Don't carry a gun unless you're a... I perfectly constructed my list so I'd have Days Confuse a happy movie at the yeah. end. And then you know, <laughs> bring it into gun violence. Well, People are dying by the dozens. <laughs> Either y'all got a joint, man. Be, be a, a lot, lot cooler if you, you did. did. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. All right, and on that note, I think we are done for this week. We will be back next week with a, another exciting one. I think we're going to do another uh, one of our director series. We have done two director series over the last... I usually spread them out one every five weeks or something like that. We had done our first one was Spielberg. Our second one was John Carpenter. And now the third one oh, will be a surprise. Surprise. Uh, so if you want to, if you're Jim listening Henson. to us, <laughs> I mean, he could do a couple. Uh, if you're listening to us on SoundCloud or iTunes, which is where our platform is, uh, give us a like, give us a little review. We'd appreciate it. We're also on Facebook. You can check us up there and uh, give us a like. And we are on uh, Twitter at Dupree Podcast. And if you want to get a hold of us through email, you can do so through fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. So, uh, so, yeah, I think that'll do it. That sounds good. Sounds good to you. See ya. <laughs> See ya.
People tell me I look like Han Solo. Really?